And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for being here tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show. Now, I appreciate y'all for that. And I'm on time, so shout out to all the haters. <laughs> but we got a whole lot going on all over the internet, all over the mainstream media, social media, everywhere. We got to talk about this whole Tim DePool and... R.A. the Dust Man. I'm today years old when I learned that it was R.A. the Rugged Man and not uh, Ra the Rugged Man. We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, we got to talk about Kamala Harris and her little dust up on, what was it? Charlamagne the God's Comedy Central show. Very interesting. Got kind of triggered. But we'll talk about why she got triggered and all that stuff in just a moment. Also, Shout out to the mayor of San Francisco, London Breed, giving a very impassioned speech talking about we're going to fight crime. We're going to go hard on crime. But was that a real speech? Did she really say anything in that speech? We'll talk about that in a minute. Also, shout out to this uh, Louisiana judge, the, the white lady who used the forbidden word, who used the N word. Was she right? Wrong? Should she be fired? Will she be fired? We'll talk about all that in a minute. And there's quite a few more things happening. Quite a few things I saw all, all, all on the internets that I've not done a video about yet, that I've not spoken about yet. So we'll talk about all of the aforementioned things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. I thank you all for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you guys, if you guys enjoy what you're hearing so far, if you enjoy the content in general, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Also, if you're listening to me on your favorite audio streaming platform, please give me a five-star rating, a review, whatever you can over there. I'd appreciate it. And if you don't know, this podcast is a podcast, and it will be available on the aforementioned platform. So we're talking about Apple Play, Google, or Apple iTunes, pardon me, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor. Link for that will be in the description box, or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. And shout out to all the sponsors as well. Shout out to myself, ablmerch.com. We got hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more all on the website right now. Go check it out. You might be a little bit late for Christmas, but hey, you never know. You might as well give it a shot. If it come late, he'd be like, hey, man, Santa Claus, that the, the slate broke down. He was a little bit late coming to the door. But anyway, ablmerch.com. Check it on out right now. Also, go to my website. AnthonyBLogan.com. You can find original articles that I write and you can see sources for each of my videos. So when I did a video about Kamala Harris and you're like, hey, uh, you mentioned a prior story. Can I get a link for that? Can I get a source for that? That's all on the website every single time on AnthonyBLogan.com. If you go to the contact page, I have my email address, my snail mail, physical mail address, where you can send me things to my P.O. box. I also have my social media pages, my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that's on there on the website, anthonyblogan.com. Also, check out bhedesigns.com. They make these beautiful handmade wooden flags that are right behind me. I get emails every single day. Hey, ABL, where do I get the flags? I need that flag. Can I get one of my own? Can I get it customized? Yes, yes, yes. Check it out, bhedesigns.com. Links in the box. Also, go to patriotpost.us, the best source of news and information and memes and all that good stuff anywhere on the net. They are the best. They got my stuff on there. 
a bunch of other guys stuff on there. The own original content. Check them out. PatriotPost.us. All my links will be in the description box below. And if you're listening to me on your streaming platforms, it should be in some kind of description box somewhere. Not really sure. So that's it for the sponsors. Now let's get straight into the topics. We, we got a few that I want to um, address. And there's some that's not even in the title that I want to address because there was a few things that I saw on the Twitters. Twitter is one of the, you know, one thing people ask me about, they say, where's the best place to get information aside from anthonybelogan.com and patriotpost.us, obviously, where can I get information? Social media. Now with social media, you got to be careful. You got to vet it because there's plenty of fake stuff floating around. Okay. I've seen some elaborate four page letter type stories. Not matter of fact, I've seen some Christopher Seal dossier type stories on social media. You see that kind of stuff every single day. You got to vet information to make sure it's legitimate to make sure you're not being scammed or robbed or fooled. But Twitter.com is a great place for information that's brand new right when it happens. Okay. And it, the internet in general, but Twitter is a good place. But again, you got to vet it really hard because it's all kind of just weird stuff on there. But there's quite a few things that are on the, the Twitters. I saw that New York has the highest single day case of total. Hold on. I got to read this right. New York reports highest single day case of total case total of the entire pandemic with 21,000 positives. And that was yesterday, December 17th, 2021, 21,000 positives, the highest single day case total. Very high. Now they got all these restrictions and lockdowns and mandates and everything else. But yet Florida's over there just chilling, hanging out like ain't nothing going on. Right. They, they pretty much in the clear. That's what I see. Maybe I'm wrong, but if I'm wrong, I can't tell. I can not tell. Oh, and shout out to speaking about the bug and restrictions. Shout out to Kyrie Irving. Remember I did um, a video about Kyrie Irving, a basketball player for the Brooklyn Nets. Now, Kyrie Irving had been sidelined all year because he didn't want to get the vex because there's a vex mandate in New York city. I'm not quite sure about New York state, but definitely in New York city and he plays in Brooklyn. Therefore he's in New York city. And in order to go into the arena, he would have to have the vex. Now the funny part is that what they're doing now, they could have done from the very beginning. And I think you're going to see a lot more of this kind of stuff go on. Let's put the headline up right quick. And thank y'all again for joining. This is going to be a good one. I got a lot to talk about tonight for sure. Um, so let's get in the proper window here. So they could this this could have been done from the very beginning. Now, again, there's a Vex mandate in New York City, and the Nets decided, well, since he can't play any home games because he can't enter the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, we're just going to sit him on the sideline totally. We will not have him play at all. He'll just be inactive like he's injured or something like that. And for each game he was missing, he was missing out on money to the tune of if he was to miss all 82 games, regular season, that's like $17 million he would lose. He would still be able to make $17 million because of his contract. He has guaranteed money, but he would lose at least half of his salary at $32 million, right around $16, 17000000 million. But here's the headline. Kyrie Irving enters NBA health and safety protocols a day after the Nets said he will return. Now, this is a different thing here. That's not even really the one I wanted to look at. But it's, it, it kind of, you, you kind of get the, the gist. 
the net say he's going to return, but he's kind of like back on the injured reserve list technically because of, I guess he had been exposed to the bug. But anyway, they said they were going to bring him back. However, in the beginning of the season, they said they were going to sideline him. Now, what's changed? The only thing that's changed is that there have been so many guys in the NBA who have caught the bug. Now, understand this. 97 95 to 98 percent of the nba are vexed at least bare minimum 95 percent yet there's a big outbreak of the bug how does that make any sense and guys have had the third shot you got guys that are triple jabbed but yet and still they can't even send enough guys out there to play you're getting guys from the g league you're getting guys like isaiah thomas um, is that his name, Isaiah Thomas? Not the, not that Isaiah Thomas, not the Detroit Pistons legend. I'm talking about Isaiah Thomas that was on the Boston Celtics recently. Yeah, so you get in the 32-year-old guy named Isaiah Thomas who was really good probably about three, four years ago and kind of vanished and wasn't even in the league. You get in guys that have been on that couch eating chips and drinking beer and whatnot for the past three years to come back into the league because – there's not enough guys active that don't have the bug or have not been exposed to it that can actually go out there and play. You can't even put out five guys on the court. So now they're forced to bring Kyrie back, although they said they weren't going to do it. And he's only, he's only going to play road games because there's still a vaccine mandate in New York. They could have done that from the very beginning. No home games, just play road games, except for Toronto where you still have to have the vex. And, and they could have done that from the beginning, but now they're being forced to do what they should have done from the jump. And what's going to end up happening is they're going to drop all this stuff. All these lockdowns and rules and restrictions are going to go away because at a certain point, it doesn't make any sense. If you are doing a thing just four months or so from the time you said you weren't going to do it, then what you said from the beginning means nothing. What you did from the beginning was pointless. It was useless. It, it was it was no point other than just some kind of haphazard, random, seat of the pants decision that did not help. It didn't help. So hopefully we kind of get beyond this. They're talking about the Omarion uh, version. I don't want to say the official name because I don't want to have this video flag more than what it already is. Shout out to all the FBI agents watching. You know, I love the federal rallies. You guys are doing a fantastic job. You're spending a bunch of money watching YouTuber videos and going to Meemaw's houses that were at January 6th rather than closing the border up and whatnot. But I know it's not your fault. I know it's leadership. They pretty much just, you know, sitting on their hands doing nothing, worried about politics, trying to get a higher position, trying to gain favor in Washington, D.C. for their future careers as a consultant or a CNN analyst. So I understand it's not your fault. Talking, talking to the regular federalities, the guys on the ground. But I digress. The whole point is, I know the feds are watching, so I want to keep the stream a little bit clean at least. Cleaner than what it has not been. So it's the Omarion variant. They're freaking out about that for no reason because the Omarion is less um, potent, less deadly than the Delta, than the original strain. I feel like with each strain, it becomes weaker and weaker. It's going to get to the point where it's like a common cold. Because it ain't going away. It just become, it, it was it was really rough. 
and then our immune systems adapt to it, and then it becomes what it is. All right, but I won't get too far down the rabbit hole, so I'll go ahead and digress. The whole point is that Kyrie's back, and shout out to all the haters who are mad, who are sad. It's okay, and hopefully, Jerome Adams, I think that's, that's his name. What's the um the New York City um not not Jerome Adams? That was a Surgeon General. What's the New York City mayor? The Eric Adams. Okay, Eric Adams. Hopefully, Eric Adams, when he comes into office in January, rescinds the um, vax mandate in New York City. And one thing I learned about New York, and if you guys are in the city, y'all please let me know if I'm right or if I'm wrong. But what I've learned is that there are all these signs everywhere. They're talking about vax mandates. You got to show us your... You know, like papers, please. That's all over the place. But I hear that it's not being enforced and nobody's really checking them. And if people are checking them, then they're not getting any business. You know, so it's like an unwritten type of thing going on in New York City. The people have spoken. It's like, look, I'm not going to show you my VAX card. I'm not, I will not patronize your business. If I can come in and just do whatever, you know, eat buy your products or whatever without showing my vax card, then we're good. We can exchange, we, we can do business. I give you my money, you give me your product, your service, whatever it is, and we're good. Now, there are signs everywhere in all these stores, but a sign is not the equivalent to enforcing, okay? I'm hearing about certain places in California we're not going to enforce at all. There may be a mask mandate or whatever kind of mandate they have but if your county doesn't enforce it, if your city is not enforcing it, then why does it matter? There was a mandate here where I live in Tennessee in a county, but nobody enforced it. The police chief got on TV again. I said it before. I'll tell it again for you guys who are new. The police chief got on TV, local news, and said, we are not going to enforce this mandate. The police chief got on TV and said that. Okay, so... If you have a problem with mandates and you can't really live and you live in a restricted area, I say leave. I say leave. You could fight and try to make it better. You could be, you know, the freedom fighter, sacrificial lamb, take all the arrows if you want to, and that's fine. I'm not going to judge you if you want to do that. But if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to try to fight and you might end up losing and still kind of have to live in this, if you don't want to do that, it's time to go. All right. But if you're going to leave where you are, Please do as Romans. <laughs> okay, when in Rome, do as the Romans. Don't bring California BS. Shout out to Tony Soprano. Don't bring that California BS to Tennessee, to Texas, to Florida, Georgia, Alabama, anywhere else. Don't bring it. We don't want it, okay? We're just not going to be able to do that here. So as long as you're cool with that, then I'm straight. I'll tell you what, the moment I see a bunch of little tents and stuff on like a regular road, not tucked away in the woods, hitting somewhere where don't nobody see it. If I see that on the regular road, that's going to be a problem. I'm calling the authorities immediately. I'd be like, look, um, can we get the federal rallies down here to clean this up? <laughs> I, I don't care if you out here collecting cans, sir, you got to go because I know what that, I know what the beginning stages of a third world type place look like. Okay, skid row did not become skid row overnight. It was a gradual process. If I see one little baby tent out there, it looks kind of disheveled. I'm calling the authorities immediately, right? That's just what it is. I'm, I'm, I'll be neighborhood watch 
ASAP. I might not live in that particular area, but it's too close for comfort. So I'm calling the federales, right? But yeah, shout out to everybody leaving. Um, hey, everybody can't, everybody can't help. Everybody can't help. And I feel like California and some of these left coast places are too far gone. You know, when, when I saw that one guy, I forget his name. What's his name? Scott Wiener. That might be his name. I'm not really sure. Um, not the guy that had the laptop and Huma Aberdeen and the shirt off. Not him. The guy in California, the, um, I think it's attorney general or something like that. But anyway, or state senator, something. You, you know what I'm talking about. But this guy has proposed really disturbing laws. He had the law talking about the 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 males, like the, the underage males and the adult men and that, and it's not really a crime. He had that law. But I saw him in the picture. He had on a regular suit and tie, looked like a regular politician, just regular, everyday normie. Then I saw him again, and he had, like, some dominatrix type stuff. I'm like, sir, look, you're not Batwoman. Supposed to be a regular just person in um, government, the, these two worlds don't really mix, all right? You got this whole different weird life going on while at the same time trying to be in government. I, that's not really a merger that I really understand. Now, that's a great segue. Speaking about California, let's talk about um, <laughs> London Breed, the California, well, the San Fran mayor. She's been the mayor and SF since 2016, no, pardon me, 2018. Now, I've covered her quite a bit on this channel because from the very beginning, she's been controversial. Um, there was one video I saw. I'm going to try to put it on the screen right quick. There was one video I saw where, um, <laughs> matter of fact, I can show you better than I can tell you. I, I can show you better than I can tell you. Because it's hard for me to really describe it. You know, it, seeing is believing. I, I'll put it to you that way. Okay. So here it is. Now, I'm going to still describe it because for you guys who are not watching the video, you need to understand what's happening here. Shout out to all the podcast listeners. Now, this is from when? This is from 2018, right when she was elected or getting elected. Matter of fact, I think she was just elected. This is July 19th, 2018. Now, the video is of London Breed, the current San Fran mayor, walking the streets. It's daytime, middle of the daytime, people everywhere. You're not on some kind of just vacant, random street. She had people with her. It's civilians, just regular people walking around. And that's where the video starts. Hold on, let me get a little bit of sound. Y'all pardon me. London Breed walked the streets today, the same streets she's vowed to clean up. Now, at one point, she and her staff walked. Now, look at this. Broad daylight now, people are everywhere. There's a guy with a needle right on the street, prepping it, getting ready to shoot his heroin or whatever he got in that needle. Middle of the daytime, imagine... You're trying to go to work, you're trying to go to school, or you got kids with you, and you see a guy getting ready to shoot heroin right on the right on the sidewalk, like it ain't nothing. Walked right by a man who appears to be prepping a needle. You see, look at this. She looks dead at him, dead, like eye contact, broad daylight. You got police, all of that right there. 
So San Francisco has been <laughs> kind of going downhill for a while. If you got stuff like that going on, it might be a little bit too late, okay? A guy like that needs to get locked up ASAP. I don't care people talking about, oh, it's just drugs. Oh, drugs should be legal. Come on, man. Like, is that what we want to see? Do you want to have that kind of society where people are just, you see, what, it, what, what drugs really do, like, to go on a quick soapbox, what drugs really do is destroy lower-class America. It destroys them. And the, the jobs they do and the role they play is important. Everybody has a role to play, people that are low-class, middle-class, high-class, okay? It's nothing against anybody that's low-class. Everybody has a role to play. People that are of the lower class, they need to be, you know, especially if you're young, you know, teenager, early, you know, young adult, do service-based jobs and some of the dirty jobs that a lot of people who are high up don't really have to do, have no need to do. Middle class, the, the brains of the operation and the middle management and the doctors and and then the, the, the higher ups, the, the leaders, the the innovators, the the, the thought you know, leaders, the people that make society operate in a more efficient way, in a, in a better way. Now, with leaders like this right here, how can your place do anything very well? So you're already off to a bad foot right there, London Breed. That's that's already a bad foot. Oh, but there's more. There, there's most certainly more. That's just one thing. The guy get ready to shoot heroin on the street. Nah, that's not really not that's not really too much, right? Um, and then there's a the whole thing about her. Um, per, like implementing the mask mandate in San Fran due to the bug. There's more things, of course, but I'm talking about basic things that she's done or she's been involved with, right? Now, she had the mask mandate, and then she decided, you know what? All right, I'm going to violate the mask mandate because we got Tony, 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 and never rains. And you got to have these guys come back to their hometown, back to Oakland, back to the Bay Area, First time, 25 years, we lit. So she's a big fan, and she's in there partying, having a great old time. Let me see if I can find her um, at this concert, having a great old time, no mask on, talking about some, oh, I was eating, and it wasn't really a big deal, all this and that. I mean, it's crazy. Now, here's a, here's a question I got for you, though. Here's, here's a question I would have for anyone. Um, if you live in the San Fran or in the Bay Area, are they enforcing the mask mandate or not? Nah? Are, are they enforcing it? Because, see, if they're not enforcing it, then I might I might give her a pass. May, maybe I give her a pass, right? But if they are enforcing it, then I can't give you a pass, okay? I I cannot do it. Matter of fact, I got a couple of videos of her partying. You, you got a, you got a, uh, a, a party girl mayor. Matter of fact, okay. So we got a couple, we got a few videos of uh, Miss Bree just hanging out, doing her thing, despite the mandate. So here is the original one. Now, I think it's probably music here, so I'm not going to play the audio. But as you can see, my cursor, if you can't see the cursor, look to look toward the center left of the image on the right side of my screen. It's like this, uh, this light fixture with two, looks like it could be candle sticks. To the left of that, you have London Bree with a little, with, the, with her hair in the bun. And she's dancing, having a good old time, right? You got Tony, Tony, Tony right there. They're playing their guitar. 
they, they, they're having a good old time. She's in there, no mask on, singing every word. Like, she's 15 years old again, reliving her childhood, right? But, hey, you, Mr. Middle Class, Low Class, even the High Class guy, if you're not in the, the government of the city, you put your mask on and shut up. Put your mask on. And mask saves lives, right? Matter of fact, get on lockdown again, too. Stay in your house and don't come out. But I, as the mayor, I get to do whatever I want. Hold on. This is why I have certain books. This, this is why I say read Animal Farm, George Orwell. This is why. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me just get myself together. That's why I say read it because in this book, they say stuff like that. Some animals are more equal than other animals. You are not as equal as them. It's an easy read. If you've not read it, please read it. If you got kids, they can read it too. If they can read TikTok all day and them captions with the grammar that makes no sense, they can read this book right here. Make them read it. You know, let, let it, matter of fact, reward them for reading it. Hey, hey, little uh, Grayson, if you want to read, if you want to get some money for your PS5 game, read this book. How about that? Let let, let it be a little game. <laughs> let let it be a little game, right? And, and, t- and tell them Santa gave them the money or, or gave, gave them the gift so they won't get weird. But anyway, here you have the mayor dancing, having a good old time. You get the, you get the gist, right? Now, there's more. Um, they interview her about this particular um, dancing masquerade, this 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 dancing, her, her, her dance fever, right? Now, let's see what she said about her dance fever. Question, and it's just this specific paragraph I was asked to ask you about. It says, this is in, in a published report, it says that a video, again, this is nitpicky, but it is what it is. Uh, a video shows a massless breed neither seated at a table nor positioned at a stationary counter, standing and dancing without any food or drinks in her hand. She also posed for photos while not wearing a mask. Okay, so just to be clear, um, um, I was sitting at my table and when, I don't know about you and whether or not you know who Raphael Sadiq and Dwayne Wiggins are, but I don't know about you, but if you know who they are, I don't care where you're sitting, you're gonna get up and start dancing. My drink was sitting at the table I got up and started dancing because I was feeling the spirit. I was feeling the spirit. That's the, that's a famous line from the whole thing right there. I got up and started dancing because I was feeling the spirit. Oh, but, but you got a mask man day though. But now nah, I was, I ha- had my drink right there and I was eating. I ain't see no French fry, no chicken tender, no wasabi, no sushi, nothing going into her mouth. I saw her just moving and grooving, right? Shaking that groove thing. That's what I saw. I didn't see anything else, but maybe my glasses need to get updated. My, my prescription is not really right. Maybe I didn't see what I saw. Just maybe, but I'll move on. So here she is again, dancing yet again. Again, feeling the spirit. I mean, she must be a very spiritual person, right? Hold on. Let me, let me get a... There you go. Hold on. More music. I ain't going to play that. But you see her dancing. Okay, just in the club, partying, like she's uh, 21 years old. In her 40s, of course, or 50s, but it is what it is. So my, my point behind showing these clips is, when I see London Breed give this really impassioned speech, talking about, oh, we're going to be tough on crime and all this and that, this, that, and the third, I'm like, 
man, please, you ain't going to be no tough on crime. You, you're not going to do it. You're not. I, I don't really believe it. You can say all these things, but are you going to do it for real? Now, here's the speech in question. Now, having seen all that and knowing what you know about the city, how you got drugs everywhere, doo-doo on the ground, all that stuff. I mean, we are pretty much like, to me, San Fran in certain parts of the city, if not the entire city, you have the chance of a monkey in the zoo type incident happening, right? You know how monkeys do, or the gorillas or whatever, where they take their poo and fling it at you. That's going to happen in San Francisco. And then at what point are the people on the street any different from animals? I guess it ain't no cage. It ain't no bars. But the bars are on their mind because of the drugs they're on. And I'll digress. Let's get to this particular clip of the, of the impassioned speech. And hold on, there we go. To be clear, we are not giving people choice anymore. We are not gonna just walk by and let someone use in broad daylight on the streets and not- But you did that though, you looked that in his eyes. You looked that in that man's eyes when he was about to shoot his drugs up. You did that, I just showed the video. So you're not gonna do that no more? Why'd you let it happen the first time? Give them the choice between going to the location we have identified them or going to jail. So what does that mean? Going to location we identified them or going to jail? Well, going to a particular place to be homeless so you can just use your drugs outside in the street or go to a shooting gallery. One of these places they have designated for people to go shoot drugs, quote unquote, safely. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to live next to a quote unquote safe injection site. I don't want to live right there because you're going to get the scum of the earth that go there, period. Okay, now I'm not saying everybody that's on drugs or having an addiction is a, a, a terrible person because I've seen people that are just having a bad time. It, it kind of got caught up and, you know, but we, you know what I'm talking about. You're going to have the scum of the earth. If you're out there on the street with these people, you already know what it is. If you ever lived in the drug infested area like I have before, you know what I'm talking about. Okay, you got some violent and dangerous people out of their mind. They got mental problems. They're on drugs. They're acting completely crazy. You don't want to live anywhere next to that. So how are you going to eliminate the crime when you are enabling the drug addiction? That's not going to get it done, is it? Because a lot of the crime is property theft, people breaking into cars. I saw a clip the other day where a lady keeps the back hatch of her SUV open. It's open because, it, it, I mean, what's the point in leaving it closed when they're going to bust the window out anyway. <laughs> Just go through it. Ain't nothing in there. Go through it. You can't start the car. It's a push button, and I got the fob. You don't have the device to start it, so just go through it right quick. And you won't find anything. And once I leave my destination, I'll just close the door and be on my way. I won't be worried about having my, uh, my windows busted out and having to go call Safe Light to repair it. This will involve social workers, outreach workers, police, and community groups working together to offer wraparound services and connection to a new temporary linkage site where people can start treatment. And I did see the, uh, the wedding right here, the wedding photo. Shout out to them. Shout out to the, to the, to the couple. Hope they make it. Meeting people where they are being the compassionate city that we are, but not tolerating 
the mess that we've had to tolerate. Yeah, so do y'all believe that? I don't, I don't know. I don't know about y'all, but I, that's kind of, eh, I, I, that's not necessarily too believable to me. But that's just my per, my personal point of view, especially since I've seen kind of what she does. I saw her look at the guy shooting his drugs up, and I'm, talk, I'm hearing her now talking about you can go to a safe injection site. That's probably not going to be the best way to fight your problem. Yeah, you can't pay me money to live in San Francisco. It's, it's just too much going on. And if you guys live out there, then hey, hats off to you because I know it's I know it's rough. I know it is rough out there. It's it's gonna be a, a hard battle to continue to live out there. But you guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. Thank you for being here so far. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And what else we got going on? Okay, shout out to, um, oh, speaking about Californian um, women in office, we have Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris. Now, this was pretty funny. Have you guys seen that clip from Comedy Central? Um, hilarious. Now, a little bit of history. You guys know the infamous quote, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. You guys know that quote, right? And if you have forgotten the quote or you want to see it one more time, I'm going to replay it just for y'all. Hold on. Let's go ahead and get this up. I'm going to go ahead and load the video. Load my own video because I have the actual quote here. So Joe Biden was on The Breakfast Club with Charlamagne the God. The, the show has three hosts, right? You got Charlemagne, DJ Envy, Angela Yee. But Charlemagne was the only guy there this time. This is during the scandemic, and they were doing just Zoom calls only. It didn't have all these big sets and whatnot. I think Charlemagne might have been in his basement doing a Zoom call with Joe Biden. And they put that on the Breakfast Club's YouTube channel and probably on the radio as well out there in New York, Power 105.3. And... Charlemagne is black and he's trying to ask Joe Biden about certain things that he can do for the black community because black folks saved him in South Carolina, which is where Charlemagne is from. Uh, you know, little known fact, if you didn't know, but he's from South Carolina. He felt like black folks saved him and he's a Democrat. So he's like, Hey, okay, what do we get in return? And I'm gonna pause for a minute. If you didn't ask for anything before you voted for him, you're not going to get anything now. How are you going to ask for something after you vote for a guy type sense that make? It's like writing a blank check and he cash it. And then you like, all right, well, can we negotiate now? It's like, no, you, you gave me a blank check. I got my money. Bye. If you wanted something, you should ask for it before you voted for me, not after. But anyway, so Charlamagne is like, hey, what do we get in the black community? What can you do for us? And here is Joe Biden's response or. Power one five point one. Pardon me. Thank y'all. What I say? Power one five point three. So here's his response. You I got to do that to white media and black media because my wife has to go on at six o'clock. Okay. Oh, uh oh, I'm in trouble. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. 
You got more well, questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would love to see- Take you a look at my record, man. I extended the voting racks 25 years. <laughs> you know, this interaction is, is never going to get old because there's so much to it. I mean, first it was like, you ain't black. You know, this, this, this missing you if you have any kind of questions. It's like, look, you black, vote Democrat. Don't ask about things you're going to get. Don't ask why you're going to vote for me. Don't ask why you should vote for me. Just because you black, that's it. You vote Democrat, that's all. So shut up. And then I was like, man, look, look at my record, man. What you, what you ask about these questions? How dare you ask me questions? That's kind of what it comes off like. He's just sitting there taking it. And you know what? It's got to be embarrassing. He has to be on Twitter every single day getting the same and part in this freeze frame right here. I have a you got to be on Twitter every single day getting the same video sent to you. And at a certain point, although he's a Democrat, although he's a liberal, he's got to be embarrassed. He has to feel like some kind of way that he was treated like that on television, on radio, in front of the whole world, in front of millions of people. The Breakfast Club is one of the biggest shows in the world. Millions of viewers. It's very embarrassing. So when he had a chance to interview Kamala Harris, now it could be a matter of revenge. Maybe, maybe not. I can't really call it. I'm not really sure. But I'm going to pull up that interview and get to the pertinent part if you have not seen it already. And this is on Charlemagne's uh, Comedy Central show. I'm not sure what that's called. He has a lot of shows, so I don't really keep, I don't keep up with him. You guys know more than I do what that show was called. But I'm going to just play, again, a piece of my own video because I kind of edited it properly to where they're not going to try to strike And here we go. Let's play this part right here. Get some sound. Who's the superhero that's going to speak against Joe Manchin? No. I want to know who's the real president of this country. Is it, Bi is it Joe Biden or Joe Manchin? Now, a little bit of context if you can't see it. Charlemagne is in a Comedy Central set. I don't know the name of the show, but he's on a set where it looks really nice. A nice big chair and a little desk. And there's a big screen where, again, she's called on the Zoom. So he's not in the basement anymore, has a nice little set, but it's still like the same thing. It's kind of weird. But anyway, so he's speaking to Kamala Harris. And this is like a 20-minute, 20 25-minute interview. This is like the last question that he was able to ask. And if you didn't hear, he asked her, hey, who's the real president of the USA, Joe Biden or Joe Manchin? And the reason why he's asking that is because all throughout this interview, he was talking about how Joe Manchin is the only guy holding stuff up, which is the dumbest thing in the world. Because, you know, um, I, I saw a lot on Twitter as well. People talking about, oh, well, it's just Joe Manchin. It's just one guy. Well, contrary to what the left wants, we still have more than one party in this country. <laughs> we still have more than one party. So it's not just Joe Manchin. You have all 50 Republican senators who are against it and Joe Manchin. So 51, not just one. Matter of fact, here's a um, a headline for you right quick. Hold on. Let me, let me do this properly. Here's a headline from ABC News. And as you can see, it says, a single senator is about to seriously set back an entire presidential agenda. A single senator, last I checked, 51 people is not a single. You have several 
you have the majority, actually, of all 100 senators. So it's not just one person. But anyway, he kept going down that road of, oh, it's just one guy, just one guy, just one guy. And he's saying, who's the real president, Joe Biden or Joe Manchin? And then you have Simone Sanders, the most loyal Democrat in the history of the United States, jump in to save Kamala Harris from this question. And also, before this question, Kamala Harris was generally pretty pleasant and like HR lady or lunch lady type vibes. That was pretty much how she was. No, no aggression at all, in my humble opinion. But that changed, that changed after Simone Sanders came in. Check it out. I'm sorry. So not only is she interrupting, she's physically in the shot. Do you see her right there on the right? She's physically inside the shot. <laughs> like basically saying, stop. No, cut, cut the camera. <laughs> can you hear me. <laughs> can you hear me now? So Kamala is like a deer in the headlights right here. Not knowing what to do because her staffer is saying, shut up. Basically, let's cut it. But she's still on camera and she can still hear Charlamagne. Charlamagne is like, nah, come on, let's let's finish it up. He's ignoring Simone Sanders and her request to end it. He's trying to say, let's go ahead and, you know, answer the question. Can you hear me, Madam okay, Vice President? Oh, I'm sorry. You got a rap? Oh. So I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. They're acting like they can't hear me. Y'all see that? <laughs> I can hear you. Oh, so who's the I real So who's the real president of this country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden? Madam Vice President. Come on, Charlemagne. I really Come on. I, it's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell no, sometimes. No, 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 no. It's Joe Biden. And don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. Do you think Joe Manchin and, is and a problem? It's Joe, and it's Joe Biden and it's Joe Biden. And I'm Biden. See all, all this right here, all this, it's Joe Biden. Don't you know better? She started doing that after Simone Sanders came in and put the battery in the back. Vice President, my name is Kamala Harris. <laughs> the, the, the silliest. But see, this, this is why Kamala Harris is not liked. Okay, this was totally phony, not real. And it didn't even, it, it didn't do anything. You see what I'm saying? It wasn't a statement of force. It was just kind of cringe, kind of weird and phony. All this head turn is not even Kamala Harris's character. It's not even her. So it's like, what's the point in doing that? It was just strange. So yeah, Kamala Harris, I mean, I don't know why they thought they could just put anybody in there. I think they think, I think they believe that identity politics just works. On the left, I mean. They think you could just put anybody of color in there and they could put some money behind her. Because I, I saw it happening. I saw it like, before the 2020 election because they kept having her and Cory Booker on TV all the time during just random stuff. It'd be a Senate hearing about wetlands in Florida and they'd be on there talking. They'd be getting like eight o'clock primetime coverage for that. It's like, why? Who cares about this particular hearing? But the reason why they were on TV so much is because they're trying to give them, they're trying to promote them. They're trying to make them be a household name. They're trying to make them be the next Barack Obama because that was the same Obama playbook. Okay, you're going to be in the Senate. Then we're going to promote you. We're going to put you out there. You'll speak a little bit, and then they'll love you. You're a black guy. You're pretty clean. You don't have the, the typical dialect, as your, your man said, Henry Reid. 
no Negro dialect. That's what he said. White guy said that, Democrat. But anyway, you have no Negro dialect. You're a person of color. You're a woman. You'll be a shoe in. But in reality, when she got to the campaign trail in 2020, she polled at zero. But they were determined to still utilize their asset that they had put a bunch of money and time behind. So they made her to be the vice president. But it didn't improve her approval rating at all. If anything, it just confirmed it. Now we see why she had a low approval rating. The race is irrelevant. It's a personality and what she brings to the table. And also the Democratic agenda is even less popular right now. So she won't have any more success than what she's had, which is pretty much nothing aside from California state politics. And we know how she got to where she was at in California. Shout out to Willie Brown. But I digress. We got little kids watching, so I won't go down that road. Anyway, um, <laughs> thank y'all for being here yet again. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the Internet. So if you enjoy what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. If you're not subscribed to the channel yet, please do so. That'll help me out tremendously. So, and a question I have for you guys, just real quick before we get to the next topic. Who's going to be the next, um, who's going to be the Democrats candidate in 2024? Because they're already talking about it because they know it's not going to be Joe Biden. Joe Biden is barely able to move around right now in 2021. And it's going to be a long 2022, 2023, 2024. It's going to be a long three years. Okay, so who's going to be their pick to run in 2024? We could pretty much put anybody in there. My humble, you could put a toaster in there in 2024 and we'd succeed, right? We would succeed if you put pretty much anybody in there because our agenda is very popular right now. People can see that the left's agenda does not work. All this inflation and lockdowns and shutdowns and crazy, ridiculous, overbearing policies. You don't want that. So who's going to run? They're talking about Pete Booty Gig. Um, Hillary, come on. Hillary barely made it through the, <laughs> through, through the 2016 election, uh, the, the campaign cycle. How's she going to eight years later run and be able to make it? I mean, unless they got some brand new drugs they're going to put her on, she's not going to be able to make it. And you can't do the whole Zoom call thing anymore. That's 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 over with. They, they still kind of do that for some of these appearances, but you can't be on the campaign trail doing Zoom calls when you got guys on the Republican side having events and parties and meet and greets and kissing babies. You can't have just Zoom stuff like what Joe Biden did in 2020. Let's not forget that part. So um, can you get a third option for what you, you can? There's plenty of options. There's more than two parties in America, but you got to be realistic. Most normies are only going to vote Democrat or Republican. You could vote for a guy like what's his name? Uh, Ed McMuffin. I think that was his name. A libertarian guy. You, you can vote for him. You could vote green. You could vote for a straight independent, whatever you want. But be realistic. Most people are going to vote Democrat, Republican. They don't know anything about all these other parties, nor do they care. And also, a lot of these parties don't have any power in D.C. because you got to caucus with other parties. Like, let's say you in the, let's say you a senator. Who are you going to caucus with? If you're Bernie Sanders, you're independent, but he's always voting with the Democrats. So, in essence, he's a Democrat. Although he proposed, although he is an independent on paper. It matters not when you always vote with the Democrats and never on the other side. I mean, that's not very independent to me, in my opinion. 
Now, is it going to be Trump? I don't see Trump running again, honestly, because I think Trump will be a little bit old. And I'm not sure that's really fair to expect him to run at, what, 78 years old? I think he'd be at that time. I'm, I'm not sure that's really right. I think he probably wouldn't just hang out at the crib and chill and or endorse other people. Matter of fact, it'd be better because if they put a new person in there in 2024, they can do two terms consecutively rather than just one term and then another guy will go in there. You see what I'm saying? So that'll probably be the best way to go about it. You have more consistency with a, a two-term back-to-back presidency rather than just one term, then a four-year break, one term, and then another guy. If that makes any sense. Okay, so <laughs> I don't really see uh, – it's Michelle Obama, That's a, I've heard that name a lot. I've seen that name quite a bit, Michelle Obama. You know what? To be honest, that, that'd be their best bet. I was saying that in 2016. I was like, run Michelle Obama. If they ran Michelle Obama in um, Oprah, that'd be a good ticket. But you know what? I think they think that America is not really ready for a black female president because they're not ready for a woman president anyway. I don't believe so. I think they thought Hillary Clinton would just run the table and it'd be a, a runaway with a brand new guy and all this. I think they thought that, but they thought wrong. And Kamala Harris pulled that zero. So... I'm not, I'm not sure that's really going to work to be, to try to run to be the president. Although it looks good on paper because Michelle Obama is probably the most competent when they have. Although I don't like her policies. I still think, I mean, if you had a gun in my head right here and say, Hey, right now, ABL, who do you want? Michelle Obama or Pete booty gig? I'll say Michelle Obama keeping all the way real. I'm not saying they're night and day different. And I wouldn't want either one. I'm going to try to do a Detroit dust and get my way out of that gun. And you know what I mean? But I have to just be realistic and say that Michelle Obama is better than Pete booty geek. It is what it is. And who, who was that lady? The, 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 the stones and crystals. Uh, who was that? Um, I forget her name. You know, what I'm talking about the lady that was, um, she was like a spiritual advisor to somebody. I forget. Oh, she was Oprah's spiritual Marianne Williamson. I think that was her name, Marianne something. Yeah, she was Oprah's spiritual advisor. So somebody like that versus Michelle Obama, I'm taking Michelle Obama. Kenneth Owens would be a good pick as well. Yes, Kenneth Owens, absolutely, to be on the Republican side, of course, not on the Democratic side, not at all. Uh, Big Mike versus DeSantis. DeSantis would be a good pick, but I think that he probably is better as a governor of Florida because in many ways... He is the, how can I say? He is the model governor for all the other, for all the other governors to copy. If that makes any sense. It's like whenever DeSantis does something, everybody else does it. You know, um, Kemp does it. Um, my man, uh, Bill Lead, he, he'll do it. So he's a good leader for all the other governors. You know what should happen if I could just, you know, be a king and rule by fiat. I would have Florida and Texas, Tennessee, Georgia, like all those states right there become one country. No, I did not strike stroke out. I, I did this little move right here. This guy named Detroit Dutch. You've probably have seen him if you if you're on Instagram, if you're on Twitch, 
not Twitch, pardon me. If you're on TikTok, I don't do TikTok. I'm not really in the Chinese spyware, but it's this guy named Detroit Dust. And this guy does like, um, like disarming tactics. And some of the stuff on there is just kind of ridiculous, right? It, it's just kind of silly. It's like, hey, if you got a gun in your head, you can disarm the guy and it'll be fine. I, I mean, I'm not really sure about that. I'm not really sure about that. I'm going to try to find one of his videos right quick so you can see what I'm talking about, about this whole disarming thing. Now, I think a lot of his stuff does work. We're talking about hand-to-hand combat, but if you got a pistol in your face, I, I'm going to like, hey, man, you got it. <laughs> Whatever, you, you know, it's, it's okay. Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. Hold on. I'm going to find a video that you guys may have seen if I can get my hands on it right quick. Cause these videos are crazy. Okay. Hold on. So this is what I'm talking about right here. Now <laughs> stuff like this, please don't try it at home. If you're watching kids, don't try it at home. Now, hold on. I'm turning the sound on right quick. So if you guys can't see it, the guy Detroit Dust and the 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 black tactical top and the gray pants with the with the nice slick hair, black dude. He is practice, he's showing how to disarm someone. And the, the title says pistol disarm from rear of back. Detroit. Hold on, I'm gonna turn that sound off. We got music. So it's just him talking about it right here. See, now look, it's not a real gun. He's just showing how to disarm. Now, if you're right in a situation right here and it's a gun in your back, I mean, I'll be like, hey, boss, you got it. Don't even worry about it, big dog. I ain't, I ain't trying to do nothing crazy. You know, it, it's all good. But he's like, nope, let's disarm. <laughs> so this guy, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to do all that. Now, I'm not saying this stuff can't work, but it's very risky, in my opinion. Okay, so he's just showing, like, points of contact, pressure points, and wrist locks and stuff like that. I get it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm cool on that. But sh shout out to him, though. He's, like, super popular right now. He's done stuff with, like, mascots of teams and a lot of celebrities and whatnot. Yeah, so shout out to him. I'm not sure how I got right there, but I just want to show you guys that particular video because I've been seeing that a whole lot. Yeah, do not try that at home, kids. Uh, what else we got? Oh, let's talk about let's talk about um your your guy, um, Tim Pool versus R. A. the Rugged Man. Now, I'm today years old, there about when I found out his name was R. A. the Rugged Man and not Ra the Rugged Man. Cause I've I've been seeing his name. Since I've been like 18, 19, when I was reading XXL magazine and The Source and stuff like that, you know, rap magazines. And I was on these forums, like online forums, all hip hop and all that. So I've been seeing his name for a long time. I did not know it was R.A. the Rugged Man and not Ryder Rugged Man. Not a fan of his music necessarily because he had kind of like that boom bap type backpack rap with like a mortal technique and these type of guys, that's not really my style. You know, I was listening to three, six, my feet and stuff like that back then. So I, I won't go from Terry to the club, but to 
international spaceships and demons and that ain't, it wasn't really my wave. But anyway, I've been seeing this name for like the better part of 20 years. I did not know it was R.A. the Rugged Man and not Rob the Rugged Man. But anyway, I kind of knew he was already. So then when I saw him on Tim Pool, I'm like, okay, let's see what's going on. And I saw it was a scuffle. And um, before I say anything else, they've made up. They apologized to each other. They hugged it out. They both admitted fault. Tim Pool was like, hey, man, I shouldn't have screamed at him. I should have gave him respect, which is very key. I should have shown him respect. It's my fault. I apologize. He was in my house. I'm the host. I got to make sure that everything's respectful and everything flows smoothly. I shouldn't have screamed at him. He said that it was his fault. Like I said, my video as well. And then RA said, you know, that's my fault. I shouldn't have came there with that negative energy. I'm going through some personal things right now. And I brought that negative energy to the podcast. I apologize. So they both said, I'm sorry. They made up. It's all good. So there's no beef between these guys at all. However, this little dust up could have been avoided because, I mean, if there was proper communication, that, that's the main thing. They, they hugged it out. Yes, they did hug it out. It's, it's all good. There's no problems. They're, they're like besties right now. Well, not quite, but they're cool. That's the, the, the bottom line here. But I think there was like a communication and some misunderstandings going on during this confrontation that made it happen. And um, on my website, I have the full thing. I watched probably about an hour of the podcast. I don't have enough time to watch two and a half hours. But I watched most of the podcast. And throughout the podcast, me, me going to put the video up just to get it queued up. Throughout the podcast, I feel like R.A. was just being a typical leftist. Just like leftist stuff and kind of childish, I would say. Definitely kind of childish. And um, not he wasn't saying anything that I would say is too far beyond what I've heard from regular people. You know, kind of like mocking Tim Pool and saying stuff like that. That's typical for me. But he wasn't saying anything that was like aggressive as far as fighting words. See, it's one thing to have somebody kind of like messing with you, joking at you and insulting you. That's one thing. I get that all the time. Not in person because people see me, they don't really do that. They're kind of intimidated. Not, I'm not saying I'm some kind of big tough guy because I'm not. I'm just a regular person. But people see my appearance and they know that I'm not the kind of guy you could just do that to. But online, I get it all the time. That's not fighting language. Fighting language is when you're in person, first of all, and it's like aggressive and screaming and stuff like that. You feel like fighting energy coming from somebody. That's way different than just insulting. Even if it was in person and I was being insulted, I'm going to respond back without the fighting energy. But if I want to fight, then I'm going to go in and say, I'm going to go ahead and just stop all that and then respond with fighting energy. You see what I'm saying? If I don't want to fight, then I'm not going to do that. That's just how I operate personally. Now, here is some of the clip. And again, this is like the after hour segment. So they had a two hour and 20 minute podcast, right? I think this was shot after the podcast and like a 30 minute or so little after podcast kind of debate and talk where they're able to curse and things of that nature. Because I think during most of the podcast that we saw initially during most of the two hour and 20 minute podcast, there was not much cursing. Okay. But anyway, so here is some of the, the clip we're going to watch 
And I'm gonna just uh, in my video, I kind of went through it to un to so you guys can see where the mistakes were made on Tim Pool's part. I'm not saying Ra is a great guy or nothing like that. Of course, he's being kind of sending and insulting, but that's not the same thing as trying to fight somebody. That's much different language and much different responses are required for each, in my opinion. I'm uh, saying we're you, we're, you, you we're need a, to understand we're in a, uh, that there are people we're, we're in who a have area. If we go up to the truck. Oh, and one thing Tim Poo was saying is that since he's not really he's he's not 100 percent white, I think his grandma was Korean. So he's like, what, 25 or 15, whatever percent Korean. Since he's not 100 percent white, he kind of got racism from whites. He said his house was um, his windows broken out by some white supremacists and they left. Uh, white supremacist pamphlets talking about race mixing is is improper and things of that nature. So he had some experiences, and RA was just kind of like dismissing it, saying, "Oh, you're a white boy, white boy," which is hilarious because RA is also white, okay, but he's from Suffolk County, New York, not Brooklyn or Bronx. But I digress. Stop up the block. Nobody's looking at you like get that guy. You know, no, I didn't say they were. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, if you put somebody else in there, they're looking at you funny. You're good. You're good. You go to the airport. They're not pulling you over because they no, 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 no. That's bullshit. Sorry for the cussing. I should just show my video. Actually, I got it. I got it censored. Actually, hold on. Give me one second. Yeah, I got to show my video because I got it. I got it censored, and that that's probably the best. Well, I'm gonna show my video because matter of fact, let's just let's, let's run the one I got. It'd be all right. Let's run the one I got. It's it's fine. If, if, so, if you hear cussing, it's not my fault. Blame the white man. That I've got a boot on my neck. I'm saying we're, you, we're, you, you we're need a, to understand we're in a, uh, that neck. there are people that I've got a boot. Like, this yeah. is the life I've lived. You for Mexican. That was you there. I'm not white. I don't believe that. We're in a redneck area. If we go up to the truck stop up the block, nobody's looking at you like, get that guy. You know, no, I didn't say they were. Yeah, but what I'm saying is if you put somebody else in there, they're looking at you funny. You're good. You're good. You go to the airport. They're not pulling you over because. They no, 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 no. That's bullshit. They pull you over? Cause yes. Because you, you look like what? Because you yes, look like mother what? Hold on. What do you look like? I get randomly okay. flagged every so, fucking time I go oh. to the... See, right there, see, he's losing. He's, he's being offended, and he's letting himself get out of control. So this is why I say you got to control your emotions. R.A. is poking at him, right? Poking at him. But R.A.'s not raising his voice or trying to fight. He's poking at him in a childish way. Now... If you want to fight, you could take it here. You can you can raise the octave and get aggressive if you want to fight. I've seen it happen before, guys. It's just like when kids are getting joked on on the school bus, and they don't like it, and then they want to fight. I've seen that happen. But you got to understand who you are, Tim Pool. You're in a professional environment. You're a podcaster. You're Tim Pool. You have like millions of subscribers. You can't necessarily go and do that the way you could like when you were 15 years old. You see what I'm saying? So that's my whole point. The airport. Oh, see, you're. Because what reason? So fuck if I know. Because you look like what? Fuck if I know, dude. <laughs> you really hurt. I got. Then. Yeah, because I get fucked <laughs> single time I go. And you are a racist dude <laughs> who says racist, I couldn't like... possibly understand every fuck go to the airport. I'm randomly screened. Oh, yeah. I think it's the every penis. time. Every time. Yeah, yeah. Every time. Oh. I go to the UK, they put four S's. What are you, what are you screaming for? I'm screaming because. Because what? When I. Because you're I, hurt that you're a white boy? I'm hurt because <laughs> you're a racist. Now, see, what R.A. did right there, you didn't catch it. Why are you screaming? He's telling them, stop screaming. That was a warning right there. Stop screaming. We disagree. You don't like me. I'm being obnoxious. I'm being racist. But I'm not trying to fight you. I'm not trying to get 
aggressive. Like I want to go ahead and just knock you in. You know what I'm saying? I'm not there. So he's telling them don't scream, but he's not doing it in an aggressive way. You see what I'm saying? So maybe Tim Pool's not taking it seriously or paying him any kind of attention when he does it. Racist, yeah, and you have this arrogance yeah. and elitism yep. that you know better. Than Hold on, pause. Is my is my censoring working? I'm trying to censor with this with this um volume button. Is it working or not? If it's not, I'm sorry, blame the white man. But I'm trying. Than everybody, yeah, that yeah. you're the white savior, that yeah, you got to yeah, be yeah, in the yeah. struggle for the brown, poor brown people. No, I, and then I didn't every say that. fucking I didn't say that. time, when no, I watch bro, your no, no, show. no, listen to what. Hey, when I nothing. say nah, something nah, like, when I'm being first, polite, bitch. when I'm lower being first, polite to you, lower your voice first. When I'm being polite like to you, human. when I'm being polite to you, yeah. and then I say I deal with this problem, and then you laugh at me, dude. Yeah. He's he's totally offended. He's totally offended. You laugh at me. He can't, he can't he can't get over it, and he's letting his emotions get out of control. This is what I said. I've already covered it, obviously in the video, but I'm just doing it again for the stream right now, and for reactions. I want you guys to call in if you disagree. Cause I got, I got some, I got some disagreements, but I'm right. I, I'm, I will guarantee you that I'm right. Cause I understand people. I understand how they operate. I understand the situation. Now it wasn't a big deal, but I'm saying if you want to avoid this, if you don't want to have this be like a black mark, if you're a professional, you got a podcast and some guys wouldn't be like, RA. some guys would just go ahead and knock you out. I've seen that happen. I've seen guys get murdered over stuff like this. I'm not saying it would happen here. These are, these are two pretty intelligent guys just on different sides of the political a little bit <laughs> to a certain extent but i've seen this go really bad so to avoid this kind of situation you got to understand how to handle it i laugh sometimes you're so. a racist yep, no no it's not racist because yes, we're is, talking dude. about systematic racism in america and then you go my struggle is this to discredit the struggle of the black man and the black when woman the, when that's the, what you, i that's literally what you just said the, the funniest thing is when you got these white guys talking about the black man struggle and the white guy struggle what do you know about the black man struggle, Mr. White guy? Stop. Like, that's, that's the cringiest thing in the world to me. I forgot to mention that. They're, they have it worse than I do. I literally just said yeah, they have it worse than I do. I know, I know. That was the, the facade. You just, you to, just that bro. That was the facade to not take away facade? from the Facade? Yes, it was like, yeah. Admitting outright, saying straight up, bro. And, and you're Jesse Smollett hoax. You, you, hoax. you oh, made please, up this whole story dude. about white supremacists coming to your house and saying, oh, the mixed couple and throwing racist pamphlets at you. And you made up a whole Jesse Smollett thing. You, you know, you, you know, been and, and that's, the, that's the takeaway from the struggle of the black man. It's, it seems like we're blending between. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're a racist prick. Here's my hour long documentary about the black struggle in Ferguson. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. 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 Oh, great. A hundred thousand dollar budget. James Baldwin interviews with people on the ground to talk about what they've been through. And you have the nerve to come up to me yeah, and well, tell me okay, my experiences yeah, okay. don't matter. You can't you can't get over that. You cannot get over it. You're talking about it for a long time. He was talking about that during the, the first part of the podcast where it was like two hours. He couldn't get over it. And already said it. He was like, oh, you still mad about that? I'm sorry I hurt your feelings, man. He cannot get beyond it. But you got to let it go, man. You, got, you have to let it go because you've already ad addressed your point. He's not getting your point. He's still going to be how he is. He's still going to be ignorant or whatever. That's fine. But why continue to harp on it? You, you're going too long. And I think Tim Pooh recognized that afterward. He realized that he kind of got... He, he let himself get out of control emotionally. Matter well, when I'm the fighting Stop the fight. Bitch, stop screaming, first of all. Talk. So right now, he's serious. Because before when he was saying, oh, stop screaming, he was kind of like laughing and trying to be cool with him. But now he's like, he has a more reserved look. He's like, and then he called him the B word. So now I'm serious. Stop screaming.
this is like the final warning where it's like somebody to get real serious. You know, you know, that's, that's how they do. It's like, again, back to little kids joking when you're like in high school. Y'all back and forth joking. Y'all exchanging stuff and people are watching. Ooh. And then when somebody gets really serious, like, oh, you're getting serious. Because at that point, what does everybody know is going to happen? They're going to fight. Everybody knows it. Now, should we be talking about 40-year-old guys, 50-year-old guys doing that? No, but at a certain point, they're still males and they're still human. So this could happen. Not saying it's right, but you got to understand, you have to be able to read somebody and see where they're at to not take them to this next level or to take their bait and allow you yourself to go to the next level. Talk like talk to me like I'm a because I'm not that guy. Yeah, talk you are. Normal. You I'm are. That you actually are, dude. Yeah. You are that no, guy. Talk about I'm not that guy. You, okay. Now here's the famous part. I'm not that guy. People did not understand what he was saying. You know, people think that that guy means racist or you know just a bad person. He was not talking about that. I think Tim Poole may have thought that. And the others in the room may have thought that that's a cultural disconnect. In my opinion, it's a cultural disconnect. That guy means you can't just scream at me and I do nothing about it. I'm telling you to stop. You're not, you're not stopping. So now I can't fight you. I know where I'm at. I'm not trying to get locked up and I'm not really a good fighter. That's, that's what he's saying by this language right here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get up and I'm going to aggress to show you that you can't, to show you that you got to stop. If, he could fight and or if he were not very intelligent, he didn't care about going to the penitentiary, he would fight St. Poole. That's what would happen. Guarantee you. I've seen it happen. I've seen this exact same thing happen a lot in my life. So it's like, now I'm not saying that RA is right for that. I'm just saying you have to understand how people operate. Okay. It's like dealing with somebody that's on drugs. You got to understand how to, how to approach it. Now, if they're on drugs, they're already in the wrong. It doesn't even matter. You have to understand how to deal with the situation, how to deal with a bad situation. You got to understand it. Yeah, Jim Rome. Yeah, I remember that. And, and, and remember that? Oh, matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to play that. Thank you. Um, I can't read your name. Uh, 001Q2W. I'm, I'm going to pull that clip up because it was the exact same thing that went on. Matter of fact, hold on. Let's play the rest of this, and then I'll play the Jim Rohn clip just for a little bit of a p- compare and contrast. All right. Let's, let's, screaming at, bitch. let's calm down. Gotta gotta cut it, man. You, you think I'm you can... Talking, I'm not that guy. You don't disrespect me, bitch. What did you do to me? Did you disrespect me? Nah, you start raising did your you... voice to me like I'm some... So-, so Tim Poole is shaking right here. You can see his hands on his microphone. He's trying to stay still to keep him shaking. His heart is going like this because he's scared. He's not used to this kind of response. But see, me, I was already, I was already seeing it coming. I already saw the, I, I saw, I heard the warnings. I saw the, the sirens because I've already been here a lot in my life. I've seen it. Okay. So he just wasn't really ready for it. So th- this is why I'm trying to tell people, you got to be to recognize the signs of somebody kind of going down this road. Right. And, and also there was no more screaming after this point. Everything was all cool. Everything was all respectful because he had to get the respect from Tim. Some guys will go ahead and just fight you, hit you in the face, and then gain your respect that way. And it wouldn't even really be a thing like something that's bad. You could shake hands afterwards and be like, all right, man, my fault. 
And then y'all be best of friends afterwards. That's how men are a lot of times. Sometimes, not all the time. So let's get to the um the Jim Rohn clip. This this is this is a perfect example. Jim Everett, yeah, 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 yeah. Jim, good. To have and you. these are these are two white guys again. And Jim Rome is a sports reporter, and he kept calling Jim Everett the wrong name. And we'll, we'll, we'll just see what's going on here. Y'all just. Y'all just watch. It was the exact same thing. Have you on the show? Good to be here, Jim. Thank you. Check that. Chris Everett, good to have you on the show. You know what? You know, you've been calling me that for about the last five years. About uh, two years, actually, Chris. Well, hey, you know what? Let me, let me say one thing. In that game, how many sacks did I have that we came back and won? How many sacks did yeah, you have? Yeah, how many games? How many sacks? Let's see, but this was back in 1989. Okay, so was you, may, you may have even been Jim Everett back there, but somewhere along the way, Jim, you ceased being Jim and you became Chris. Well, let me tell you a little secret. That... You know, we're sitting here right now, and if you guys want to take a station break, you can. But if you call me Chris Everett to my face one more time, I already did it twice. Better, you better. Here's a warning. He said, he said it the first time. He didn't like it the first time, so he was already kind of upset. Now he's aggressing. He's leaning over the table. Don't do it no more. Fingers in the face. Now I'm going to fight. Don't call me Chris again. That's, that's, that's what he's saying right here. You can call one more time. We better take a station break. Well, it's a five-minute segment, our five-segment show. We got a long way to go. Well, we do. We got a long way to go. We do. I'll get a couple segments out of well, you. Well, it's good to be here with you, though. Well, it's good you to know, see you too. Because you've been talking like this behind my back for a long but time. But now I said it right here. Right. Exactly. Well, we got no problem. Well, I think it, I think that you you probably won't say it again. I bet I do. Okay. Chris. <laughs> see, see, that's that's what happens. I mean. You all saw it coming, didn't we? It's like a, it's like a slow train wreck. It's like, and then, it, and then it crashes. I'm not saying it, I'm not saying that Jim Everett is right, but anybody could have seen that coming. Come on, it's just just use your common sense. Hey, you know, I, I agree. Um, what is it, high school? I agree that it is childish. However, some people are like that, and you can't just talk that way to everyone because some people just don't like it, and you got to understand who you're dealing with. Again, if I'm dealing with somebody that's on somebody that's on drugs, it's like if somebody's high on drugs, right? I'm not going to sit there and talk logic. You understand? Because they can't hear me. They're on drugs. How are they going to hear logic? Understand who you're dealing with. If you're dealing with a guy that's not necessarily uh, a thousand IQ, they might be kind of room temperature. You got to understand that. They, they operate on kind of primitive ways. It, it, it just, it is what it is, but I'll digress. We got super chat. So on that, thank you for being here yet again. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you guys enjoyed what you hear so far tonight, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And I want some calls for you guys that don't agree with my take on it. I'm right though. I'm a hundred percent right. This, this, this be, this, this give you a little bit of spoiler, a spoiler alert. If you call to debate this whole uh, Tim Pool thing, I'm going to be right. So if you're ready for a debate where you're going to lose, it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll oblige you in your, in your efforts to succeed, although it's going to be infutility. You understand? 
So let me go ahead and get to Super Chats right quick, and then we get to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Give me a minute to get to those calls, and we will get rocking and rolling. So Super Chats first, and then the calls. We got quite a few already. Uh, thank you to Michael Guest, who says, Remember everyone, guns don't kill people. Alec Baldwin kills people. FJB, US, US, thank you for that. Appreciate you. Michael also says, also remember, Tubin most likely still, I'm not going to read that one, sir. PG-13, PG crowd. Also, you got to just love CNN's hiring employee retainment practices. Hashtag SJB. Thank you to Apple who says, ABL next Saturday, Christmas Day, you're going to be live. I've, I've not decided on that one. I may go live or I may not be live. We'll see. We shall see. Oh, yeah, somebody said, can you spell lawsuit? Exactly. That's why most guys, to be real with you, a lot of times guys get insulted and want to fight, but then they think, okay, I'm going to get sued. I'm going to go to the penitentiary. There's consequences. If not for the fact that you would go to the penitentiary and there's lawsuits and uh, actual consequences for fighting somebody like that, then you would see more of it, keeping all the way real. The criminals don't care, though. They do that pretty much on – you see guys fight – like you, you see a fight in the airport. Now, ask yourself, why fight in the airport with police everywhere? That's like fighting in the police station. People at a certain point, I don't know. They can't get they can't let go of that primal instinct. But anyway, thank you to Apple who says, my 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 contribute to you, ABL, so you can hire a lawyer, LOL. Also, I've been following you for about 1.5 years. You know about stocks investments, you know about law, you build your own computers. Joe Biden is ignorant. Oh, yeah, that's right. I almost forgot Joe Biden talking about, he, he said it again. He, he said it before, actually, saying that, um, what, what did he say? Um, black men or black people can't get lawyers. <laughs> it's like, what? Hold on. Matter of fact, I'll play it right quick for you guys before we get to the calls. Just right quick. I ain't going to take too much of your time. Hold on. But you got to hear this. Folks, what did we learn? We learned there's no difference between a black entrepreneur and a white entrepreneur in success. Except the black entrepreneur usually doesn't have a lawyer. Usually doesn't have someone who is going to be there, an accountant, to get it all set up. Their idea is as profound. But the help is missing. So basically, you know, black guys and white guys, not much different in business is what he's saying. But oftentimes the black guys do not have a lawyer nor an accountant. I mean, the dumbest thing in the world. I know plenty of black guys that are entrepreneurs and lawyers. Shout out to um, the the lead attorney on YouTube. Coleon Noir is also a lawyer and an entrepreneur. Shout out to Rob Patillo. He does a lot of stuff uh, on the left on television uh, Leo Terrell's on Fox. He's a lawyer and on television and those speaking engagements. There are, there are plenty of guys right here on YouTube that are lawyers and also entrepreneurs. So this whole thing about, Oh, you can't get a lawyer. It's crazy. My uncle is my accountant. Like literally my dad's brother is my accountant. I call him right now talking about tech stuff and he know everything. So I don't know. It's just kind of dumb. You're stuck in, a time that does not exist anymore, Joe Biden. So, yeah. But, hey, vote for him, right? Vote for him. 
hey, if you black, you can't be a lawyer. You don't have no lawyer. You don't have no account. You just like dragging your knuckles, right? That's what's going on. <laughs> okay. And then, I mean, you got things called legal zoom, not legal zoom, <laughs> legal zoom sucks, but you got stuff like TurboTax. <laughs> I mean, you, you got like software you can buy for cheap prices that can do some of this stuff for you at a certain point. You don't necessarily need some kind of law firm to get a business started all the time. But anyway, um, also, uh, God bless January 6th, MAGA Patriots in D.C. Jail, Solitary. And Doug says, ABO, all I want for Christmas is for you to not blame me tonight. <laughs> hey, man, I got to blame the white man. It's always his fault, not my fault. I have no accountability whatsoever. Anyway, thank you to Apple who says, check out the Patriot Freedom Project to help them. Speaking about January 6th prisoners, thank you to said, um, or thank you to FA Ranger Xbox who says, Candace said in her video she was pretty annoyed. I replied that you are pretty when you are annoyed, angry, happy, sad. <laughs> I mean, don't do that, man. She's a married woman now. Don't do it. Uh, thank you to Apple who says, today Revolver News has excellent article on how January 6th, riot was a total inside job. Multiple federales co coordinating with snitches in the Proud Boys, sitting trap, MAGA, going to capital disgrace. Uh, we all know that, but are they going to be able to, are they going to put it out there? Are they going to prove it? Um, also, UK Telegraph newspaper reports on Ghislaine Maxwell trial. The FBI says that the Epstein CDs confiscated as evidence from Epstein's safe are missing, of course. Uh, defund the FBI. By the way, his name is Seth Rich. And do I support a fiat tax or pardon me, a flat tax for income tax? Um, I don't really support income tax, period. But I don't know. That's a good question. Probably flat if it had to be anything. Yeah, like 10%, something like that. But that's that's a whole different story right there. I ain't trying to go down that road. That's a whole different video, honestly. You know, that's, that's kind of an off-the-cuff answer. Um, shout out to Noel who says, ABO, just wanted to let you know that I'm not that guy. <laughs> By the way, did you notice his undone belt when he stood up? What the? Yeah, I saw his undone belt when he got up. That was kind of nasty. It's like, what you been doing under the table, sir? Get it together. Anyway, thank you to Apple who says, favorite board game, Monopoly, Risk, Battleship. I like Monopoly. Monopoly was cool if you had like a bunch of time to kill. You just bored. Yeah, Monopoly. That, that's the wave. And I like I like Monopoly now, but they got like on a, on a video game way. That's probably better to me. If you could play it like on PlayStation, you know, that is definitely better. Thank you to Chevy who says, my favorite Trinity, Anthony, Brian, Logan. There you go. Um, Apple also says, Abia, what Christmas carols did you sing for your family? I did not sing carols for my family. <laughs> uh, is that is that a um is that a um a thing where little kids sing for their family like Christmas carols? I never done that, so I don't know nothing about that. I, I would watch some of the carols on TV. And the parades and things like that, but I wouldn't necessarily be out there doing a performance like Michael Jackson in his living room. Um, Michael Guest says, "Say hey, FBI, does Tubin? I'm not gonna read that. Come on, man. Like, why make me read that? I'm not gonna read that. So, it is what it is. Thank you to San Francisco, San Francisco Live who says homeless do not have to comply to mandate. Exactly. Thinking about the mass mandate in San Francisco, yeah, they do whatever they want. They don't comply at all." Thank you to Valerie Rogers, who says, hey, I was just going to ask if you were still black. Well, I last I checked, <laughs> last I checked, I mean, I can't tell, according to Joe Biden, though. Um, also, Michael says, does that mean that Democrats still own the black vote? Hashtag FJB. Thank you to Randall Moore for your donation and also Happy Garcia. And shout out to Jalapeno Ketchup. Great name, by the way, for the thumbs up emoji. 
Thank you to Tanya's Darkroom007 who says, London Breed was a potty mouth cringe. <laughs> For sure. Shout out to Random Moore who says, her lips remind me of liver. I hate liver. Let's go, Brandon. San Diego Varsity Sports says, no mandate, stores, etc. Like LA and San Diego. Most people are not liberal where I live. Great weather, pretty women. That would drop in Ohio, uh, Wisconsin, etc. Charlemagne, the queen, said last year his favorite candidates last year was Kamala and Pete Booty, <laughs> Booty Sniff. How are you going to let Joe and his team dish you again? Hey, that's that's what I'm saying. He probably was trying to get revenge this time because of what happened last time, and maybe he accomplished his goal. Thank you to Don Lee, who says Tim Poole for president, um, RA for his VP. Thank you to Nicole Thomas for the Great Britain Pounds. I appreciate you. Thank you to Noah, who says... ABL, will you be doing a show next Saturday, Christmas? I may. We'll see. I'm kind of like 50-50 on that. Uh, San Diego Varsity Sports says, Los Angeles conservative renegade Jesse Lee Peterson says, no woman should be president, including Candace Owens. You agree? Well, that's a bit extreme. Um, That's a little extreme, but I understand where he's coming from. It's going to take a great woman to be a president because biologically you're talking about just differences in hormonal and whatnot that they can't control. That could impact decision-making. So, I don't know. Like I say, Candace would be a great president, in my opinion. Put it to you like that. Like, there are some people that can just rise above the, the odds, so to speak. You understand? Thank you to Josh for the donation as well. Did I get everybody? Let me go over here. Um, thank you to Stavros Arantopoulos, who says, for the channel ABL, thumbs up. Uh, Jenny's getting inky with it, says... Glad you used the Tim issue as a teaching opportunity. Tim did a vid apologizing and RA tweeted an apology for his anger the next day. Yeah, that's all it was. I wasn't really trying to attack Tim Pool. I like Tim Pool's videos. I'm not necessarily on the same page politically, but I like his videos. And RA, I don't got a problem with him. So shout out to both of them. But I wanted to be able to teach people that may not understand people like that. Like, I don't think Tim Pool understood guys like RA and how they operate. But I, I've grown up with those kind of guys. I've seen that, I've seen that same thing happen over and over again. I, I know how it kind of goes down. <laughs> and it's like, if if I was there with people I grew up with, we'd be like, uh-oh, here, here we go. And you know certain guys will do that. It's like, oh, no, here we go. <laughs> and it just happens. And I'm just trying to tell people the warning signs to prevent from having a dangerous situation, potentially. In that case, it wasn't going to be nothing. These guys are just... You know, it's just on the podcast, chilling. It ain't, it's not like that. But it can get like that depending upon who you're dealing with. Okay, now I know some guys, Tim Poole would not do that too just because he already knows from the beginning. They walk into the room just with this kind of energy that says, don't even try it. Be respectful. Be on your best behavior, essentially. Even if I'm dead wrong, be on your best behavior. But I, I'll digress. Um, thank you to Every Ranger Xbox who says, Nothing but respect for Candace. My copy of her book was destroyed in transit here in Connecticut. Wow. Hopefully it wasn't destroyed on purpose because, you know, sometimes people get kind of crazy. And think it's a Trey Patso who says, remember, Moss is a beta. You talking about Randy? Come on, man. B, why you got to read? Why you got to put stuff like that? Knowing I got to read it and I don't always see it. Shout out to Randy Moss, hometown hero. Just having a, a, a bad day when he was out there crying. But a hometown hero nonetheless. All right. Uh, time for time for the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220.
if Skype is if Skype is kind of inoperable or whatever, it's not my fault. Please blame the white man. But there's also an email for Skype in the description box below. If you want to call and be right here in the bottom left hand corner of the screen, you can do that as well. And that will be uh, available. And um, let's go ahead and get into it. Number to call 434-658-1220. Yeah. I mean, people have a people have a lot of variety. People have a, a wide range of feelings toward um, Tim Pool. It's kind of it's kind of strange. It's like some people love him, some hate him, some say that what he said made sense, some say what he said did not make sense. It's weird. All right, let's get to the first call. All right, Victor, what's going on? Hey, thanks for taking my call. No problem. Say, hey, man, that Kamala Harris. You know what? I understand Kamala Harris because how Charlemagne asked that question is disrespectful, to my opinion. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I think that um, it could be considered that way, but... He was asking the same question throughout the entire time. I think the reason why she did what she did is because Simone Sanders bumped in. Now, when she bumps yeah. in, now you got to be kind of like, you got to be big and bad to kind of please her. Because if you don't be big and bad, then it's like, look, I'm trying to get you off. And she's, she's just pretty much doing what she's told. And she don't want to offend anybody. Yeah, exactly. It's all a basically facade. <laughs> and I still don't like her for how she portrays black people when she was on Charlemagne radio station talking about, well, I'm Jamaican. I'm, I mean, we smoke weed. Smoke weed. Yeah. That was crazy. But yeah. Yet when she was with Mindy Lahiri talking about, Oh, well, I love my Indian heritage. I love the, I love the family and stuff. Like really is this how you portray black people? And then when she got mad, she brought out the worst stereotypical black woman. Like, you ain't going to be a Republican. <laughs> you know? <laughs> anyway, speaking about the Republican, that fake, that, that fake Republican, that fake black Republican, how he said, what do you say? That people don't care about the about policy. The, uh, don't care about policy. Yeah, I would say that's that's some grain of truth to it. I do agree that there's some great grain of truth. However, I think that he'll be surprised that there are a lot of people who did who do care about policy. The vast majority of people in America are moderate. They're not so much far to the left or the right. They're in the middle. People know that the main people who want to win are the people in the middle because that's where majority are. Therefore, they want to listen to listen to policy. I give you one example of how the election here in Fairfax, where I mentioned this mentioned this, mentioned this before, how you had Youngkin, the black lady, uh, I forgot her name. With some serious. And, but yeah, her and the attorney general, all Republican. However, in, in Fairfax County, you had that one Democrat from the House of Representatives, that one. Uh, 
last name Kim. I forget it's an Asian guy named Kim. He had pol he had policies that was listed on his website, along with the bills that he voted on. The bills that people in Northern Virginia, at least in Fairfax County, agreed agreed with, and on both sides. While his Republican uh, opponent go to his website, all he had was no CRT, mm -hmm. uh, no max no max mandate, no abortion. I'm like, okay, that's good. You you seem you sound like you're hearing these key key talking points. I didn't see any policies on that. On top of that, when you talk about no max state, no max no mass mandate. I mean, I don't know why he really mentioned it because we really don't have a max mandate uh, as far as I I don't know. I haven't been living in I haven't been in Arlington for so much, but in Fairfax, I mean, we don't. If there is a mass mandate, they don't enforce it. Right. I don't know why he talks about it. Yet though, he had all this and no policy at all. I can't. I couldn't vote for him, and no one else couldn't vote for him. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, and also, before I, before I leave, in Texas, this is the greatest weekend of all time. For people in Texas, no, I'm talking about the state football, high school football championship ah. weekend. Yes. 12, 12 high school state championship games from Thursday to tonight. From personally, I think Dallas is the worst city in yeah. in America. They have fake fake bougie people that's very illiterate. Right. When they go into college, when they go into college, all they do want to fight. In my college, they fought all the Greek or, Greek organizations. However, I am so so happy for South Oak Cliff High School for winning the state state title. Not just for South Oak Cliff, and people people who know about Oak Cliff, they know how rough, rough and rugged they are, but they run for Dallas, and they've been through so much. Their, their school was run down. Now it's been renovated, and it looks, looks beautiful, and I'm so happy for those kids that finally won the state title. <laughs> right on, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right. Yeah, shout out to Texas. Shout out to South Oak Cliff. I heard about South Oak Cliff. It's like a dangerous area. So they won a state championship. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Let's go to the next call here. Let's go to 240. You know, line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, it's your boy JB. What's up, brother? Everything's all good, man. What's happening? How you been, brother? Oh, it's all good, man. Can't complain. That's what I said, man. I said, show me the game. Come on, here's the interview. And I'm looking like, yeah, this dude, he, he counts out to her. You're a queen musician. That you're so right about the racist thing. How do you racism ask you a question about something as far as uh, the uh, structural bill? How do you go from racism to structural bill? That's all he asked about. And he runs the country. And he got and she, she lost it. You saw it? Yeah, I saw that. Wasn't that crazy? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. 
It's weird. It's weird. It's like he probably, he probably had that name for a long time, just randomly made it up. And now it's like, well, I don't want to, I, I don't want to do that. I'm going to do something else. Exactly. And, and there's just so much craziness going on. It's just like, ah, stupidity all the way around this, this political realm. Like, this inflation going up. And I think you may be right. I think Santos might be the bigger choice than Trump. I thought Trump would try to run again, but he might be right. I think he is too old. Would yeah. you not agree? Yeah, I mean, 78 years old, it's a little old. And he, he doesn't have to run because he, he already did his job. He came in, he turned the whole thing upside down. He could still be out there helping people to go ahead and that'll probably be better because then you're able to get two back-to-back terms rather than just one term. And then you got to find somebody else to, the next time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we got to fight this inflation because it's getting crazy. And it's so many fake gurus out here trying to get you guys to get people to get, uh, 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 that's money. You heard about those fake gurus and everything? ABL. You said fake gurus. What you mean? Like it's a, it's yeah. a few of these guys like, around. Like for finances and everything like this, yeah, I can even, you can have zero money and buy and get $200,000 investment money. I get the hell out of here. Excuse my language, sorry, yeah. yeah. But it's just, it's, it, 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 it's to the point now that they're causing, des- they're causing people to do desperate choices to make money. Would you not agree? By, 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 uh, 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 cutting off the job market and Joe Biden's gonna cut the country down again. And we, we really can't afford to do that again. Would you not agree? You heard about trying to try to cut the country down one more time. Yeah, that yeah, COVID cases. That ain't gonna happen. I think what I think what they're doing is trying to make the country more government dependent because they already had the stimulus checks out there, and I was hearing about some crazy numbers. I mean, people talking about they don't have any jobs, but yet they got thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars more than what they would have had from the stimulus stuff. So it's like, what did you do with that money? Did you eat it? Did you smoke it? Did you get a car? Did you buy something you shouldn't have bought? What's going on? Gucci. And then the yeah, and then, Gucci outlet with it. Yeah, exactly. That's what's going on. Yeah, they buying Gucci outlets, and and I, I'm not saying I'm not fishing, but I've known people who bought cars with their money, not new new cars, but you know, like old three hundreds and everything. I'm like, geez, Louise, that that was that was still make the economy, and 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 the big thing I'm talking about now is now everybody now you got to ante up now you got to pay the money for the uh, rent, you got to pay the money for school and debt, and basically. This is the, the, the Democrats have basically set themselves back hundred years because they they everything ran on they lied to you about everything. That's right. So I, I'm at the point right now. I'm just gonna ride this train out. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all you can do and just pray and get through these these last little bit of times there right now because it's getting crazy now because this inflation gonna kill us. Um, homeownership like. Like it's crazy. Well, yeah. I'm gonna go ABL because uh, I'm, I'm rambling a little bit, but uh, I have a nice and rough place to talk to you again, brother. Man, and hey, I, I'm gonna subscribers by end of beginning of January. No, we'll say we'll say May. Hundred thousand subscribers, correct? That'll be shooting for, right, brother? That, that's the goal for sure. Yeah, we, we, we'll get you there, brother. All right. All right, man. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right, peace. All right, thank you to JB for the call. Most certainly appreciate him. The number to call, as always, is in the description box below. And also, on a ticker at a certain point, it'll flash up 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Let's get to the next call. 
Okay, let's go. All right, give me one second here. 301, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes, who am I speaking to? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, just making sure you can hear me. My name is, uh, I want to just go back to the same. Trey, I'm going to be quick and brief with you. I don't want to hold the show up. Let me just start by saying that I'm 23. I live in D.C. I mean, pretty much around, but right up against it. I started off on the left. I was literally raised on the left. I remember my father saying, Democrats are for the poor. Of course, we were poor. Republicans for the rich. As I grew up, of course, I had a red pill moment. Now I'm on the right. And it's just crazy. I remember you were saying, don't talk to your family. Try to, excuse me, because I'm a little nervous. But I remember you were saying, <clears throat> don't try to convert your family because it can you know, cause problems. Just their relationships. So I just been taking small little jabs, not taking anything big, not taking big bites. And I never would have thought <laughs> that the other day I would have got the call that I got. My mother literally called me and said that we need Trump back. She was a diehard, ah. fan. <laughs> crazy, crazy. I mean, I, I dropped the phone. Diehard Biden fan, diehard Obama fan. I remember hearing that idea. I always disagreed. And it was just like, yeah, that don't make any sense. And literally, when I when I switched to the right, my life got better. I, I started making more money, making better decisions. And it's just, and it was and mostly thanks to yourself. I mean, I was just watching your show and, and your talking points. And I mean, I spread the word to my, my other people uh, around my age. And it's crazy because more of the, I'm going to say, 20 to 25 year old. Uh, people that I grew up with, excuse me, I'm a little nervous, they're all conservative. I mean, I'm talking about 90%. They know what's going on. They're not taking these crazy student loans. They're out here trying to pretty much start their lives off the right way. No doubt. Just just doing what they got to do. And I'm not going to hold the show up. I'm going to thank you and just continue doing what you're doing. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. No problem. Yeah, shout out to the call. I love to hear stuff like that. See, he did it the right way because I always get calls that say, hey, APO, I'm a conservative. How do I break it to my family? How do I convince my family members, my mom, my dad, my cousin, my brother, my aunt, my wife, how do I convince these people to see things my way? I'm like, you don't want to be too aggressive because it comes off like, like trying to fight them like, and, and they may not want to receive it that way. Just drop little hints. Just drop little stuff. I Like the way I say it is, drop a seed in the ground, and then let it grow. And man, these gas prices are kind of high, ain't they? Ever since old boy got in office, I won't even say all that. Man, his gas kind of high. His food kind of just just little stuff. Just say it. And then somebody around you may pick up on it, like like his mom picked up on it and say, you know, we need Trump back in office because everything was better under him. She realized it. Now that could be in part because of what she's seeing, but also because of the things that her son says makes her feel comfortable enough to open up without being forced into it and to be aggressive and like, well, to be defensive and then aggressive to be defensive. That makes any sense. But let me get back to the calls here. Let's go to 612. You don't know, line. Who am I speaking to? It could be in part because of what she's seeing. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, Jill. Oh, it's all good, Hold man. On. Yeah, I just wanted to um, 
say I appreciate your show. And what is your take on? Well, I go I want to talk to you about a multitude of things, but what's your take on the Kyle Rittenhouse? I think he's pushed us in the right direction, and I think the Supreme Court. I know I forgot what, what what state it was. I think it's Texas or somewhere they were fighting for uh, the Second Amendment. Okay. Now, what was your question exactly? Because there was a lot there about Texas and Cal Rittenhouse. Okay. Uh, my question is, what is your take on the Kyle Rittenhouse case? Well, I think that it was a clear case of self-defense from the very beginning. I mean, he was running away from it. See, people try to say that he was provoking it, but how do you provoke something when you're running away, when you're not trying to get into the trouble, when you are being attacked as you're fleeing? In any state, that's clear self-defense. Okay, and also, what about the racism that the media has been betraying about the Kyle Rittenhouse? How do you feel on that? <laughs> it's just a... They're trying to spin the narrative to prove their own case because their whole thing is the white man is dangerous and he needs to be locked away. So then when Cal Rittenhouse comes along, it's like, oh, here's a prime example of a dangerous white male. The AR-15 they had everything. You had um, conservative, um, white male, AR-15, everything. It was perfect. They just called him racist just because they had no evidence of him being racist, but they just said it. And then to some people, it's stuck because it's all what the media does. They just say things and they make it stick for their own purposes, whether political or financial or both. Um, and I also, I also agree. Uh, why don't they ever talk about black people violence? Like, like inner city Chicago or let's say Indianapolis or let's say Kentucky, anywhere. I mean, you go across the board here, there's a lot of young black males who are violent. So why do you feel that they never report on this? Well, they don't report on it because it's inconvenient for them. It doesn't really help them. Like, they don't really care about black lives. They'll, they'll have a special on TV talking about Black Lives Matter and protect black women and shop black business, but they don't really care. It's all about marketing. And it doesn't really do well for advertising dollars when we talk about a thing that's unpopular to speak of. People don't want to see black-on-black -black violence. They don't want to see that because if you show it, then you're seen as racist, and they don't want to be seen as racist. So rather than looking out for our best interest by letting us know what's happening in our country. They'll craft a message and a narrative that fits what they want us to see rather than reality. What do you feel about the black on black violence? Like I've heard it's uh, increased in multiple cities. Oh, it's crazy. It's going through the roof. Like it's dangerous. Like LA, like I was talking about it, the other show, where uh, a known gang-affiliated guy, WAC 100, was saying, do not come to L.A. right now. Do, I'm, I'm leaving, and you guys got to leave, too. It's, it's not safe. And all over the place, it's like that Philly, about to break an all-time record. Like, a lot of these cities are going back to the crack war era years as far as the homicide rate. 
without the crack war. It's just violence, extreme violence going on. And it's it's a serious problem. Okay. I got family members that have been shot, killed, shot, injured by, by violence. It's it's a serious thing. By the drugs, also been affected by the drugs, died from the drugs. It's it's crazy, but you know, I th- I think it's a serious problem. That's the actual problem, and not this so called random violent white man. No, I don't um now me personally, I don't believe in uh that it was uh this random white man just going roaming around. We don't live in this super racist society. Like white people have helped me a lot more in my personal life. I'm a black man in my personal life, financially with jobs, than black people. Right now that's, that's just my bias. I mean, I don't know everybody else's experience, but I know a lot of white people that helped me out getting money and doing really good things like cleaning up or, you know, taking care of the neighborhood or whatever they could do, you know, or just philosophically making me a better person. I think our black culture needs to change. They need to stop pushing like women being obscene, all that other stuff. I know the white culture does it as well, but I, I I feel like the white culture does it in a more tasteful manner, even if they object their women, like in a music video, for example. <laughs> we got we, we 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 got we got WAP, so let's kid friendly. We got WAP over here on this side, and then we got like the Rolling Stones or whoever. I don't know. You know what I mean? I I'm not with all the bands and whatnot, but they always do it in a more tasteful manner. And the media is so corrupted that I fear for my child. Like my child, he's uh, mixed, and I told him. You know, you can't hate nobody. Yeah. Because you're everything. You're everything. Right on, man. Well, thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you, sir. All right, now, take care. All right, shout out to the caller. Most certainly appreciate him. Yeah, the the violence is crazy. I mean, like, literally crazy. I, I mean, people talking about, I don't know, like I'm, I'm just glad I don't live in one of those places. I, I, I don't. I, I, I can't. I, I'm not. I refuse to, to, to live there. And for you guys that to have to live there for whatever the reason may be, and God bless you. I, I've been there. I, I'm not going back. I refuse. All right. Let's go to some more here. Let's go to seven seven three. You know, line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Dio. <clears throat> First off, ABL, how's it going with you this evening? Oh, it's all good, man. Can't complain. <laughs> okay. First off, first off, earlier this week, about Thursday, NT he News did did a panel panel showing CNN on a Zoom live panel talking about 
about the coup and the jab, as well as these side effects we've all seen and rare read about. Have you heard about it? Now, I've not seen that particular panel you're speaking about, but of course, I've seen quite a few of the, the side effects. I think one of the main ones was uh, myocarditis in young men. Well, well, the most noticeable one, one that I keep on coming across, from one I've heard from a friend earlier, which is why I didn't get it, was heart enlargement, para- paralyzing, and other things, but pretty much the most noticeable thing, yeah. what I've read in every single article I've come across is people collapsing and having chest problems. But what I'm getting at with this is I didn't see the entire panel, but the remaining hours that I saw, saw raised a lot of red flags with it to me was the lack of confidence and the lack of direct questions, questions, well, answers to the questions there. So if you do kind of come across it, across it, take a look at the panel and the attitudes towards certain questions and how they're deflecting towards it and maybe do do some show about it because <clears throat> these side effects are not as rare as the media wants to claim or the CDC wants to convince the public is the case. Right. Because there's a whole bunch of stories across the entire globe about this, so it's not as, quote, rare as they claim. And that's a big problem I have with this whole thing, which is why I've been arguing with my folks about it, is, is that since the CDC and the FDA are not being 100% honest with us, how can we even trust our own doctors if they're, A, not going to be honest with us or take a direct stand against Fauci and the CDC by reporting these type of stories, even at the risk of being fired, fired from the job from actually curing a person, person from the coup without using any one of the vaccines. Because bottom line, this is not about public health. This is far more about about money. Right on. Exactly. About mm-hmm. getting that money because you know. They, they can pretty much print money nowadays because they get in the, the federal government contracts. And that's, that's like, like I said, yeah. it's like printing money. Yeah. Well, the point is, is that not many people are talking about it, especially on our side or in the public speaking out, which is the biggest gripe I've been having of a lot of my favorite content creators nowadays, because everybody's doing all independent research, but not everybody's on the same page of, recognizing this inconsistencies in the narrative spin. Right. <clears throat> Anyways, moving on to different topics. <clears throat> Big question I wanted to ask as you and everybody here. Name one one black city ran by either a black mayor or a Democrat mayor that isn't a violent quote hellhole, so to speak. Well, and I don't see any Democratic cities that are like that. Not big, not big cities. <laughs> okay. Well, the reason I'm bringing that up is because not just with the San Francisco mayor, I've noticed this pattern with practically every single, single Democrat city, and especially 
when they put in a black female mayor at the helm of it, that the entire entire crime rate skyrockets, or they just don't care, care and sort of affects them personally. Now, see the problem. The problem with places like San Francisco been going on for a long time. It's just the drugs. Like it's it's different depending upon where you are in the country. The problem in on the left coast is the drugs. Well, in San Fran is the drugs. But in L.A. is more the is gangs and drugs mixed together. It's just and Chicago's pretty much Chicago's Chicago, gangs. Chicago's a cultural phenomenon of violence, especially in the black community, which is pretty much yeah. But, and, and also, and also, you have. Common. Also, you got like you have the black and the Hispanic. Like Chicago, a lot of times the black stuff is just more just unnecessary violence. But then you have like the Hispanics, like the Latin Kings and stuff like that. They get more into the drugs and it's less violent. So mm-hmm. overall, it's just like these these places. They don't really. The problem ultimately is that they don't go hard enough on the crime. You got these guys that get yep. arrested and come out the next day. It's a revolving door, and it's the same guys and over and over much again. You relax on on the punishments because. Considering with these mass grabs that are happening right now, is that that a lot of the people there are just letting this stuff happen just because yeah. because they don't want to be accused of being racist. And what happened in Minnesota? You have all these mob violence breaking into people's homes, beating people up, and practically nobody's actually saying anything about it. Which in that particular case case is a good good case for senior ground law. Right there. Right on. Thank you for thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Okay. By the way, take a look at black conservative perspective on these two recent cases. I got you. I got you. Thank you for the call. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Like you don't get the but shout out to my man uh, rapper ten thousand. But here's here's a picture for you guys, right quick. Um. Now, how many of you guys are this dedicated to the cause? I don't know. I'm not as dedicated to the cause in this picture. I'm about to show you right quick. But some guys may be. <laughs> okay, so here's a picture. Um, now, there's a, a, a white lady. She's pretty young, probably in her 20s or something like that, maybe even a teenager. She has this, this tank top white shirt, I guess you would say. And on the back of the shirt, she wrote with a, a Sharpie or something, if they open fire, stand behind me. Here comes this super beta blackmail hugging her. It's like, man, I need to go ahead and stop that nonsense. Like this little meme right here of them, like what's going on. That's pretty much me. Okay. I'm, I don't care what color you are. I'm not going to stand in front of you just to, you know, I don't, I don't know you at all. Now, if you're my family member or something like that, like, okay, if I got little kids or something I'm with, you know, all right, that's something different, but just random strangers. I'm going to stand in front of some bullets (laughs) You better duck. You better get down when they start when they start blasting. Cause I can't do nothing for you, boss. I can't be no human shield. I ain't gonna be able to do it. Duck down, get on the ground, and turtle up, and try not to get hit in your in your in your center body. Aim for the extremities so you won't be able to have no. You know what I mean? So this dude right here, big beta. He probably would start. He probably was crying after this too. That's 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 too soft for me. So yeah, shout out to them though. Oh, the cringe is super. That the cringe is beyond cringe. <laughs> Santo Barte says, if they open fire, I'm returning fire. There you go. That's that's the right attitude to have. Right? I would like we bearing the wire, you know, duck behind the car and get get a position. You understand? But I'll move on. 
Uh, number to call, 434-658-1220. Let's get to the next call. Let's go to... All right, I had one right there I wanted to get to. I'm going to try to get back to them in a minute. Y'all please hang tight. Let's go. 260, you know, line I'm going to speak to. Hey, this is Kyle. All righty, Kyle, what's going on? Hey, I just sort of, I don't want to take up your show, dude. I think you're great. Been following you a couple months now. Uh, it's been a great 2021, especially for you with all the, the hoop manny going on with politics. Just wanted to wish you a happy holidays and a great 2022. You don't have to take my call, but I, uh, if this is ABL, man, awesome stuff. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, you probably, probably can't hear me because he was listening to the stream. But yeah, um, shout out to him. But to any new callers, please, if you're calling in, two things. First, when I pick up the phone, you got to be on the phone because you might not necessarily, you're not, you're not going to be able to sync it to the stream because there is a delay, number one. Number two, when I answer, please turn your stream off in the background so there's no uh, feedback. Because if I can hear your TV or whatever, they can hear it as well. It's not good for sound. So keep your, keep your, you know, your ear to the phone so you can, so you can talk to me that way. Cause you won't be able to do it through the stream. Let's go to the next call here. Three zero four, you're on line. Who am I speaking to? Yeah, this is Jeff Bowles. Or just Jeff, if we can say that online. All righty. What's going on? Hey man, I was just going to say, I think what you're saying, the message of uh, the Tim pool thing, you know, he should have just totally kept that in control. You have no cussing and stuff on the bottom of your screen. If somebody was to start that up, I'm sure you would just cut him off. And he should have laid some ground rules in the beginning on that. That's 100% right. Because once you lay ground rules and have that level of respect there from the beginning, then things can go smoothly. But when there's no rules and it's just kind of lax and it's just freewheeling, sometimes it gets out of control. And that's the whole point of rules. So things don't get out of control. That's it. And you just keep telling these young men, don't lose your head on this because it can send you to prison. You know, you shove somebody over, they hit their head wrong. You know, you need to, you need to hold on to yourself. You need to talk to older men or therapy if you need anger management for that. And you keep, you keep laying that message on the young men out there. That's right. 100%. All right. You have a good one. Thank you. Bye. A great call right on. That's what I'm saying. It's like you got to be able to control the situation, have the ground rules from the beginning, make sure we all on the same page, and then we can go forward amicably. Ain't that what they said in 40-year-old version? Remember that when they were fighting in the store? Not fighting, but they have like a little argument. Okay. <laughs> that's that's kind of how it's got to be, right? So we don't have emotions get out of control and things get weird. Let's go to the next call here. Let's go to 860, you know, line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is F&A Ranger. Uh, how you doing there, ABL? Oh, it's all good, man. What's going on? Uh, not much. I was, you know, I do a lot of research, and I ran across this uh, sayings from the Swami in, from India, and uh, he had this awesome saying, you cannot believe in God until you believe in yourself. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it, yeah, it impressed me too. Uh, bro, it, uh, I'm on track. You know, I contacted the uh, Republican Party here 
And I was talking to the second in command there, so to speak. And I'm telling him, I said, look, we don't want no go along to get along Republicans. We want people that are going to fight for America. And how the only way you're going to be able to do that now is go after the Democrats' kids. And I don't mean in a violent manner. I'm talking about in a legal manner. Where are they getting their millions and millions of dollars from? Same place the politicians' kids in the Philippines, same place the politicians' kids in India are getting their money from. China. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah? Yeah. I told you I do deep research. <laughs> I see. So John, John Kerry goes out around his private jet and got his estate on the ocean. Oh, climate change, go kill us all. The oceans are going to rise 10 feet. That's why I invested tens of millions of dollars on ocean front estate because I'm going to lose it. <laughs> and you got these idiots out there that just eat this stuff with a spoon. Oh, my God, the oceans are going to rise. But he owns an estate on the ocean, and it just goes right over their head. They don't understand that nobody – he would he would be better off to burn $100 bills in his fireplace than by an oceanfront estate. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's, just, it's all just bull. But the whole point is Joe Biden owns, Joe Biden's wife owns 10% of a lithium-ion battery factory for cars in China. Right. Bill, Bill Clinton and the Bushes turned over our economy through NAFTA to China. They sold us out. People don't understand that in 2013, Hunter Biden went over to China on Air Force Two and came back with $1.5 billion for a hedge fund investment. Who in the world's going to give a crack pipe smoker $1.5 billion? <laughs> and, and also, don't, don't forget, yeah. and also, also don't forget, we saw that, um, you know, uh, you, you already said it, I almost, I almost had to interject, but you already put it in there about the crack pipe smoker. That, that was the main one. It's like, how are you getting paid? <laughs> How are you getting paid $80,000 to be on this board when you just got discharged for smoking crack? That's a crazy transition. It's like, what, what was your last job? Crack smoker on the street. That's, that was my job. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Bingo. Bingo. And, uh, oh, my God. And it, 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 I, I got this high school classmate who's, you know, he's a black man, and he's just diehard Democrat. And today it's like, what is this build back better? It ain't making anything better for me. And I'm like, <laughs> but that's your boy. <laughs> anyway, you're right. You know, planting seeds. But uh, I, I firmly believe with the amount of deaths and everything, that, because they know how to govern and they know what the results are of certain things that they do as the government. I honestly believe through ed the education system, of giving them really crappy education, really crappy support in in the black community that they are exterminating black people on purpose because that's what the Chinese want. Because the uh, once they get the population low enough, Huawei 86 said finally, like I said a couple of phone calls ago, on his YouTube channel, on a video that that weapons lab is trying to genetically engineer viruses for specific races and ethnicity. And I say with China's involvement, deep involvement throughout, throughout the entire continent of Africa, China wants to exterminate the people and take the land. And they can get away with that if they can lower the population of blacks in America to a point where nobody's going to listen. 
I mean, through abortion, through gang violence, through the murders, you know, you don't even have to worry about blacks going to jail anymore. They're not surviving long enough to go to jail. Correct. This, this past year, and this is the last thing I'm going to say, and this is what I told one guy who's arguing with me. I said, do you know that because of BLM and their riots and, and their policies that three times the number of blacks have died in one year than 100 years of the Ku Klux Klan, which was also Democrat? That, that's all I got, ABL. Thank you for the call, I just man. Want people, I just want people to research and prove me wrong. Just prove me wrong. Show me where I'm crazy. <laughs> you have a great night, brother. Love what you're doing. Keep it up. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Keep fighting the fight. Will do. Great call. Right on. Yeah, just prove them wrong. That's all you got to do. Just, just prove it. You know, it's funny because I get into debates sometimes, like all the time. You guys know I like debates. And people, they try to say, oh, man, you should know better, ABL. It's like, no, nah, I don't know nothing. I'm, 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 I'm ignorant. I know nothing. You, you tell me like I'm, like I'm just a newborn baby. Explain to me like that. And people can't really do it. They just want to have me shut up, but they don't want to really explain anything to me. Three, two, three, you don't lie. Who am I speaking to? James from Los Angeles. All righty, what's going on? Yeah, um, I'm, do I have to be a Republican to be on your show? I'm just, I just want to just give you like how I'm feeling about politically. No, it's all good, man. Say what you got to say. It's all, it's all good. Okay, I live in Los Angeles. I consider myself like a, a progressive, but I'm against socialism and um, open borders. But the, the, the thing I was going to say, though, I, I agree with you on um, socialism is evil and open borders. And I live in Los Angeles. We have a crooked politician here by the name of, you ever heard of Maxine Waters? Yes, sir. That lady in Los Angeles, the black community in Los Angeles, back in the 90s was 20% of the population. Today they're down to maybe 11 to 6%. The Democrat Party... And the same thing is going on with Chicago. The same thing is going on in New York. The Democrats are running black people back down south. Check this out, right? The, the liberals talk about diversity, right? Being diverse. Okay, they say progressivism is good for black people, right? You've heard these kind of things, right? Yep. San Francisco is one of the most progressive or liberal places in America. It's only 6% black. The more liberal the place get, the poor black people become. That's facts. That's hundred percent facts. San Francisco is probably the most. Li- That's why I say I'm, I'm a progressive, but I'm not like like them. San Francisco is six percent black. California, they they running black people up out of California. They getting us up out of this state. So I mean, so the question I have to you, just 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 out of curiosity, if you see what's going on, then why be progressive? Just 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 curiosity. I'm not, I ain't trying to judge. I'm just asking. Well, in California, you got no choice. You you got to do it here. Okay. This is, I, I live in a one party. You know, it's one party state here. Right. The Democrats don't. You know, the unions they hooked up into the labor unions and. And the unions dictate. That's why what what happens is the reason the Democrats keep getting elected is the unions tell the people to vote Democrat, and, and the, the politicians stay in office forever in California. Okay, but I'm saying New York is liberal. 
California, Chicago, these places where the most money are, they're running black people out of. And it's Democrats who run these places. And people like Maxine Waters, she 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 talked about um Trump all these years, but she ain't done nothing for black people. Black people in California are homeless. Yeah, it's scared road. It's like it's like majority. Yes. Yeah. But it ain't just in LA, San Francisco, Sacramento. The the, the liberal, whether he knows it or not, his policies is messing us up, man. They making us poor. The, the South. It's more, um, I would say, a little bit more on the Republican side, but black people do better there. Yes. But the, they mess it, But the black people, what the black people in the South do, like in Atlanta, they vote for Democrats, but they don't know. Pretty soon, they're going to turn the South into Detroit as well. The South going to look just like Detroit if they keep voting Democrats in. I mean, Atlanta is pretty much already there. It's, it's, it's going right there. Like, And it's weird because... <laughs> It's crazy because, okay, you have black folks in Atlanta, right? And they'll vote Democrat 100%. And then they realize that Atlanta... I, I, mean, uh, and, and then, I don't mean to cut you off, uh, but I want to say this. The black people that vote Democrat in Atlanta, those are the ones that left New York, left California. Yeah. They vote the same party in. Yeah. And, and they're going to tear the up next. But go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, it's all good. But see, what, what happens is this. They'll, they'll be in Atlanta's... Atlanta proper inside the city voting Democrat voting for Keisha Lance bottoms, all these people. And then they'll move out into the suburbs where it's still conservative because it's safer and better and cheaper. And then they vote the same way they did in the city. And then they got to keep going further and further away. And so the way up in Calhoun, almost Tennessee, because they don't understand what they're doing. They just don't get it. What it is is, a lot of them don't want to be down south, but they were forced to go down there because of Democrat gentrification and things like They didn't mess New York up so bad and mess L.A. up and mess Chicago up and Detroit. So they're running them down there. But they don't know the Democrats are the reason that you ran down there. Right. They, they ran, they're part of your problem. I just came across this about 2000 and maybe 16, 17 came across this information. I'm not a Trump supporter. But I still know the Democrats ain't no good. I mean, it's common sense. I hear you on that, man. So hopefully, I mean, you might be able to find a home in a different part of the country that's best for you. No, because this is the thing. I don't mean to cut you off. White, black people, and the white people. We don't want to leave these California. We love it out here, but we, we being forced to. We, they met. It's like it's like. But see, the question like is, but why, but why do you love it though? Why do you love it? You see all these things that are happening. It's not. It's not a good place like you're being forced out. So why do you love it? What what makes California better than living in a place where it's safer and better cost of living and more jobs and stuff like that? I don't I don't really understand. We got some beautiful neighborhoods out here, but, you know, but the neighborhoods out here, a lot of them, man, is, is like, um, I'm, I hate to say it, man, but a lot of people is on dope out here like crazy, like drug addicts are everywhere. It, it, it's bad. You can't even ride the subway train. Somebody about a month ago got shot in the head on the red line subway. It goes to Hollywood. But, you, you know, California's beautiful, but it's like Cuba or something, like before Castro came. Mm. That, that's all I'm saying, bro. I got you, man. Thank you, thank you for the call, though. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, no problem.
All right, shout out to the caller. Yeah, man, I, I kind of understand where you're coming from. You know, people don't, especially like if you're from there, you don't want to leave your home. But I mean, I left Virginia, you know, and I, you know, I go back to VA. And VA's not even that bad compared to like California. <laughs> not even, especially if you live in like kind of off and like, you know, the, the more country areas, you're not like in uh, Norfolk or like DC area. As long as you're not in those places or Richmond, like Richmond proper, you could be outside of Richmond and be fine though. You could be like in, uh, what's that, Midlothian, places like that, and you'd be good money. But as long as you're not on Churchill or something crazy in Richmond, you'd be all right. But let me get to a few more calls. Again, the number to call 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. And let's go to 310. You know line. Who am I speaking to? Three one zero. Hello. Three one zero. Hello. Okay. If you if you're going to come to the phone, please be ready because you can't. The stream is not going to pick up. It's going to be a delay. So please have your ear to the phone. Be ready to answer the call. So let's go to eight one four. Hello. You on the line? I'm going to speak it to. Uh, Justin. Uh, I was wondering just about what you think with this Corona and them playing on. I think a big part of it, you got the medical stuff and this and that, but uh, I think a big part of it is just people having fear of it. What do you think? I think it's mostly fear driven by the media. People still scared. They're still trying to hang on to that mask, although it does nothing. It's just it's fear, and it, the media did it. Unfortunately, they did a very good job stoking that fear. Like, because I know my dad, he just got it. He's 66, and, you know, he kind of felt like me. Neither one of us are vaccinated or nothing, and... and once he got, he got real scared and stuff. And I said, well, part of it, that's why you ain't going to get no better is because you're just super afraid of everything. You know, I don't, I think that part of like, I understand that there's medical things involved in this and that, but I think if a lot of people just stop being so afraid of this and that and play playing into their fear that maybe, uh, you know, that could help a lot of people. Oh, definitely. 100%. Because I mean, that's, that, that's, that's a big problem is the fear. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just, uh, uh, other than that, uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I just appreciate you and appreciate all your uh, followers and uh, think that, you know, what you're doing is a, a very good thing. And that's pretty much all I got for now. So uh, thank you for taking my call. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Shout out to the caller. And again, a number to call, 434-658-1220. There's also an email for Skype in the bottom left-hand corner if you want to get right there and talk about whatever's going on, politically related or socially. Let's get to the next one. 970, you're not lie. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, Scott from Colorado. All righty, man. What's going on? Oh, not much. Uh, I just tuned into the show a few minutes ago. It sounds like a free-for-all. Uh, are you focusing on one subject or... Well, we have topics, but you could talk about things that are not necessarily in the topic list, as long as it's kind of like right. n- not too weird, you know? Sure. I called you last week, but I was a little nervous. I guess you got a bigger audience than I'm used to talking to. But uh, one point I, I wanted to make was I, uh, Moderna, the Moderna vaccine, that's their only commercial product. They are not, they're not a a company that makes uh, commercial products. That's that's the only thing that they've got out there that's commercial. 
and they're projected to make um, a ten and a half billion profit Man. for 2021. That's a lot of money. Uh, yeah, thousand dollars a second profit is what the wow. uh, the big big farm is projected to make, and uh, that was that was the only point I wanted to make, and uh, also wanted to congratulate you on your your wedding here. What eight eight nine months ago? Yeah. Uh, yeah, congratulations on that. Beautiful pictures, and uh, and and that's the only points I wanted to make. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate you. All righty. Let's get to a few more here. Let's go to 541. You're going to who am I speaking to? This is Janet calling from Oregon. How are you doing? I'm well about yourself. Okay, I just wanted to call and let you guys know that you're doing a great job. Thanks so much, and thanks for all your callers, and I've been listening to you for quite some time now. But I wanted to know if your callers or your listeners knew that here in Oregon, our Governor Kate Brown passed um, under the dark of night a Senate Bill 744 that actually lets black and brown kids and kids that are disabled graduate from high school without passing any merit test. And her doing that, Fed our black and brown kids to the welfare line for two generations. It breaks my heart. She doesn't trust us. She doesn't think we can do the hard work. And I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's, it's really crazy. And I think to be a little bit more specific, what was it? Um, they, did they eliminate D's and F's? Or what, what was that exactly, to be more specific? Well, on, the, on that, to be specific, the bill literally says that we have merit tests that all the kids are supposed to pass in order to get their graduation requirements. But if you're a black and brown kid, because of the, mm. because of equity and diversity and because of COVID, they got, the black and brown kids got behind. Of course they did. They didn't have private tutors. They didn't have little pods with parents that paid extra money for, you know, their kids to come to have a, a teacher. So instead of elevating us and giving us better teachers and better tutors she said oh that's all right you don't have to do the work so some of the schools got rid of the d's and f's you're right the the middle schools you don't you don't have to have that but at the end of the day no one's going to graduate you know the kids the teachers aren't going to work hard to try to get their little brown and black kid to do the math because they don't have to i think what's going to happen here is i think what's happening is that these so-called progressives are just making the gap between the rich and the poor wider because it looks like you're going to have K through 12 public school become just totally useless. It had already been problematic, but now it's going to be useless. I mean, you already had issues, but now there's no accountability. There's no proper testing. There's no more D's and F's depending upon what school you are, middle school or whatever. So people that have money will just say, okay, I'll send my kids to private school or I'll homeschool my own kids and do it that way. So it's just creating a big gap. Yeah, between the poor. If you have yeah. money, exactly. That's, that's the whole thing. And, and, you know, I, you know, we're Mexican American here. We work hard and we want our kids to work hard and we're tired of keeping the brown man down and I'm sick of it. And I, and I watch, you know, the, the, the politicians pass these bills under the auspicious of diversity and equity. How is that equitable? Yeah, it's not, not at all. They, they think that it it's is, racist. but it's not It's race. It is racist. Yes, you're correct. And here we are, you know, and now we can't go, to the talk to the school board because I'm a 
domestic carriers. I'm Mexican. I never knew I could go to the school board. That's brand new. All right. <laughs> Shit. thought that was just for white people. I wouldn't put myself there, my family. You know, we should say, okay, I guess it'll be okay. I, I guess we have to keep saying that because we keep voting Democrats and they keep telling us, well, we, we don't want to hurt your feelings, so you don't have to do the hard work. Just, you know, stay on uh, welfare from cradle to grave for generations. Exactly. And that's no, that's no way to be because that's, that's like being a slave and you guys are free. You work hard. You want to live like that and you, and you shouldn't live like that. We're, we're not free. Do you know who picks our fruit and vegetables here in Oregon? You see the Mexicans there. Yeah. You know where they come from? Like Mexico, but like what part of Mexico? Well, they, you know, they, they bust them in from Mexico and that's okay. You can do that because you got your paperwork under control. But when you got the borders wide open and you got Honduras coming in and El Salvador that doesn't have any paperwork and has no vaccines and, and you know, doesn't understand our culture, taking over the jobs of the already illegal Mexicans or, you know, the workers there that go back to Mexico back and forth, it's, it's to, the people that live here can't make a living anymore because they're being undercut by being undercut. Mm, wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we, you know, you're sitting here going, well, what about DACA? DACA is so far under the table that no one's even paying attention. People pay their fee for DACA. What is it, $600 to renew your DACA every year? They, they have all kinds of funds to pay that every time you renew it. But no one's paying attention to let these kids come in here and be permanent citizens. Joe Biden said, oh, we're going to work on DACA. That's my bill number one. Where is it, Joe? Yeah, I don't hear much from it, huh? No, you don't. You know why? Because the Mexicans can't get out there and protest because they'll deport us. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. It's totally crazy. Well, thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. Hopefully, right. you know, you guys can leave that particular state and go to a better place. That's, that's probably my advice to you. Oh, yeah, right. All right. Thanks <laughs> again. All right. Shout out to the caller. Hey, she's just straight honest, straight like, nah, you know, we, this, this is what we're doing. You know, it, it's crazy out here, but, you know, that's that's what, hey, that's what people, they want they want to vote for, thinking that things are going to be one way, but they're a different way. So, you know, it is what it is, right? And you guys are the best audience yet again. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you guys, if you guys enjoy what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Let's go to 254. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, good evening, Gabriel. This is Josh. How you doing tonight? All righty, what's going on? Uh, just chilling, trying to figure out those last minute Christmas gifts for our family. Uh, pardon the laundry if you kind of hear that in the background. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, so just called in a few times. I know I've talked on your show. Uh, living out here in California, obviously for work, not by choice. Uh, talk about you were talking about San Francisco earlier this week. Uh, surprisingly, that's actually spread like throughout all of California down here. Uh, uh, joked about the uh, was it the human feces app that yeah. they have out there in San Francisco. Uh, I usually play that game downtown San Diego over here sometimes because I'm like, the streets down here even are bad. Uh, you got like wrapping drug use down here. It's sad. You see like a lot of these homeless people, they have like their communities, they have communities with tents just stationed up around here. And you have like uh, San Diego police does like a homeless outreach program out here to try to help them out. Uh, they got cleaning stations, things like that. But a lot of it's just by choice on some of these people. Some days I try to feel bad. 
for them because I see the situation. I see how some of these people live and being out here for two years. I'm like, dude, I've seen you for like the last two years. Like you have no progress in life and what's going on. But then other days too, you can clearly sit there and see like some of the drug use just play the day. I sit over there and saw like one lady, she was huffing a spray campaign. Uh, one of my favorites was like the couple smoking crack together as I was turning a corner. But I guess if you're, you know, a couple that smokes together, stays together, unless you're Whitney Houston, right? But I mean, you know, not everything bad is out here in California. You know, they got their gluten-free almonds and, you know, activated water. So I guess that's a plus right there. Uh, the crack jokes even too, um, we got the new mask mandate thing out here. And surprisingly, there's a lot of places too that don't follow that. I did get kicked out of one of those little stores I was trying to shop at. Uh, it's kind of funny. I just looked at the guy. I was like, you're a small business. I'm trying to give you money. I kind of see all your place closed down quite frequently last year, but hey, I'll digress. I'll leave your store if you want to act like that. Uh, it is just sad because you see these policies being acted and you see like how the blue coast has continued growing over here on these people, how they follow along. They support Gavin Newsom's policies and stuff. And a lot of people that I do see that don't support them, a lot of my minority friends out here, a lot of my minority small business owners I see, they wholeheartedly disagree with the actions that has heard from him. Uh, you see like businesses having to close down permanently forever. These businesses have been here for like 10 plus years, all because of the policies that have been enacted since 2020. Uh, one funny thing that they do out here was they got upset. Uh, there was a city ordinance thing where some of the restaurants out here were forced to have like outdoor dining. And then they got upset. It was like, well, all right, you guys need to start taking these structures down. It's not meant to be permanent. It's like, well, <laughs> You know, damn if you do, damn if you don't type situation because you're telling us, wait, do you want us to have these up and then you want us to get rid of them? You have these small businesses putting tens of thousands of dollars to accommodate your state policies. And then you tell them that you can't do this now and you're taking to make them spend more money and then you want to force businesses to close down. Pretty sad situation on that. Uh, I'll leave you on this one real quick. Uh, talk about one of the things our last previous, well, one of your previous callers talked about. Uh, you want to talk about the Chinese dealings and such. Uh, so that is true about that with the battery situation. There's a company called Catel. Uh, their broker trade is like C-A-T-L, right? Uh, sadly, it's a Chinese brokerage that you cannot get into unless you have connections to that. Guess what they do? They produce batteries. Well, some of these batteries go into what? <laughs> Tesla cars as well. Guess who has a lot of these funds that kind of go into it? We even saw it on uh, blatantly right there broadcast on TV, Nancy Pelosi, and her Tesla shares that she bought into that. Openly admitting, in my opinion, what insider trading, now the average normie sits over and does something like that. We get put on blast and, you know, we get a lot of lawsuits slapped at us, but I guess money talks and uh, BS walks are a fancier term. Uh, it's funny, too, because uh, one of my friends, his uh, cousin works for Tesla, so he kind of gets to see the uh, quarterly reports before they come out. And uh, he's obviously got a few shares in it. He's my cousin, uh, not my cousin, but uh, not his cousin, but uh, my friend. And uh, it was always funny, too, because he talks like a Spagoli from Fast Times at Richmond High. He's like, yeah, I usually just hit him up and tell him, uh, hey, bro, like, if you need me to buy some waffles, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, he's doing pretty good. Uh, he's doing pretty good for himself, and he's played the market pretty well. He's helped me out with that as well. But uh, hey, Abiel, you have a good uh, holiday season coming up. Merry Christmas, y'all. Happy New Year. Hopefully, uh, we get a better horizon around the corner in the next year of 2022. So, God bless. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it. Great call. That that was that was a really good call. I, I like that dry humor. That's that's my that's my wave right there. Shout out to him. You're a great caller, sir. Three six zero. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Jason. How's it going? Oh, it's all good. How about yourself? 
Oh, pretty good. Um, uh, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> um, anywho, um, I just wanted to call in and just discuss like uh, a quick little Facebook interaction I had a couple days ago um, with uh, so a person, a friend of mine had uh, posted something about like school taxes and stuff like that. And um, I just basically, I don't have kids. And like I, my comment on his uh, post was uh, there would need to be a huge shift in the overall curriculum for me to send my kids to public schools if I had any kids. And then under that, I posted a, a meme kind of making fun of uh, critical race theory. And it's, uh, I'll describe it really quick. It was like uh, two kids sitting in a classroom and a uh, black kid and a white kid. And it, uh, uh, kids got a math book in front of them. And he says, you said we were going to learn division today. And the teachers at the uh, chalkboard and she says we are and she's writing critical race theory <laughs> so you know i just posted that just to you know kind of bring awareness <laughs> to it you know uh and anyways this one person uh uh replies back saying false news and so i wasn't going to try to get into a debate with him or anything like that but i just uh so i just left it alone and then I just happened to be uh, on Facebook again, and uh, literally five minutes later, the Daily Wire uh, posted this um, Project Veritas story. Uh, did you see the thing that came out recently about the um, uh, teacher that got exposed for like trying to push like Antifa and stuff on his uh, students? Um, no, I, matter of fact, I, that was a while ago. I think that was a guy that they had approached in the street after the whole thing was over. Uh-huh. Yeah, I saw that one. Ah. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, you know what? It, it did kind of, I, I thought I saw something about it earlier too, but then it was just posted, you know, like literally. Um, but anyways, uh, the point of all that, and um, I'll, I'll be quick because it, it'll I'll wrap it up. I don't want to take up too much of your time. But um but basically I was just like, I was like, Oh, I got, I'm like, here's one thing I can, I can just rebuke with, you know, facts. And so I said, uh, this is just one school. And I posted that link and he says, no propaganda in capital letters is as you post will change my mind and no facts in capital letters. I post will open your closed mind. I'll keep it moving. So I say you yelling your point with caps, uh, doesn't get your point across. I said, did you not watch the video I shared? That's video footage, uh, video proof, AKA facts. And then last part of this was just, uh, what I found kind of interesting though, too, is a, uh, a teacher then replied to all of us saying that video was one teacher that is abusing his platform as an educator. I can't speak for all districts, but I know that the one I teach in and my daughters that the CRT curriculum is not even called that, by the way, is nothing more than seeing things from all sides. For example, in history, which I teach, our literature now has more than more than just, quote unquote, white man's perspective uh, in reading and language arts we have more materials from authors 
from many different cultures and races. It's not supporting Antifa or BLM. It's actually making kids more culturally aware. So I just kind of wanted to run that by you and get your thoughts and just on that whole uh, CRT thing. And I don't know, just kind of. Well, I mean, the whole thing about CRT, I think it's just people that they've caught onto a trend it's been going on for quite a while, actually, but now that it's become popular, some people have taken it upon themselves like a, a badge of honor to try and push it to children. And then you have a lot more teachers mm-hmm. that are kind of being indoctrinated at a college level in a, in a more extreme way. That's always kind of been there. Well, I won't say always, but it's been there for quite a while as far yeah. as teacher indoctrination, them being indoctrinated before they go to the classroom. But now you're having... Um, female teachers that aren't female, if you understand what I'm saying. And you combine Mm -hmm. that, you combine that with all the woke stuff going on and the push for CRT, it's a, it's a tinderbox and things just get really weird really quickly. Then it becomes like a, a a crusade. We got to push CRT. We got to push LGBT. We got to push all these things because we want to see the future become this way. They're like foot soldiers of the left essentially. And that's why it's such a big, that's why it's such a big backlash against what they're doing. And also a bit backlash against those of us who don't like what they're doing because they want to get this agenda done and it's very important to them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, you know, they just, they want to, you know, it's, they want to get God out of school and everything. And, and, and just basically, yeah. I mean, like, and it's funny cause I was, uh, I had just finished reading, uh, an old, pastor of mine he moved back to he was from nigeria and he actually moved back to nigeria um uh and he wrote a book called the real cure for racism um reflections on the murder of george floyd uh but he uh talks in it about uh krt kingdom race theory which is you know seeing everybody as you know, uh, God's creations and, uh, they just, they don't want to, they don't want to hear that, you know, <laughs> right. Doesn't fit you know, their narrative, that, so. That'd be much better than what we got going on. But thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. God bless. Have a good one. I'm not saying to you. All right. Shout out to the caller. Yeah. How about that? KRT, you know, that, that'd be better than what we got. Cause this, all this CRT stuff, it's gotta go. That, that must go. It's really in the way. We we can't really press forward in a positive direction how we're supposed to. All right. So we got a, a few more calls we're gonna to get to in a minute. If Skype wants to add right, Skype's been kinda of, Skype's been kinda of off and on tonight, but I think for the most part it's been all right. You know, I I had to blend the white man too much tonight. Nine zero nine, you're on the line, who am I speaking to? Oh, hi ABL, how are you? I'm well about yourself. I'm doing well. This is Ashley from Orange County. I called you, I think, this week earlier um, regarding our student loans. But I want to call you about the um, the Tim Pool uh, video yeah. podcast. Um, I'm definitely not disagreeing with you at all. So <laughs> <laughs> um, you're not going to get a call like that from me. Um, but what I do want to add to it is that Tim could have planted a seed um, to the RA guy because 
um, the RA guy was super racist against white people, which he is white. Um, he's almost self-hating. And um, he could have just planted a seed of, you know, the percent of black people being shot by police um, and turned it around on the percentage of police officers that are shot by blacks and left it at that, just planted a seed, moved on to another news story. Um, and that's not what he did. He became super leftist and really offended by, you know, him not agreeing with his, you know, stories of racism that he felt in his life, um, that the RA guy actually said that he was um, pulling a Jesse Smollett, which I think just increased it. But like you said, he was just really offended and, and just kept going for like two hours about how he was offended and kept adding stories. Um, instead of just planting that little seed and just moving on um, as a journalist, as simple as he is, should have moved on. So I completely agree um, with you on that. I just think we could have maybe added um, something onto that because um, in from January to September, 59 police officers have lost their life in the line of duty. Um it's a little over 6,000 um, that have been injured in the line of duty. And police officers are really at a disadvantage because they're being portrayed uh, really poorly in the media. And so that's something that he could have just planted a seed on. Um, moving on to the next thing I want to talk about is 56 House members um, are invested in Pfizer. And so we all just should think about why they keep pushing that narrative of vaccinating, 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 when there's all these other therapeutics out there to help people, um, which the super governor of Florida has been making uh, free for his citizens. Um, California, it's not free for me. I couldn't get any of those therapeutics unless I met a certain standard with COVID. Mm -hmm. And um, also I wanted to discuss about something that you stated um, about how you said that you hope that Trump isn't running. Well, I'm not sure if I said that specifically, I was saying that he probably shouldn't because at 78, it's probably not fair to expect him to run. Right. Um, I kind of um, hope that he does run because I feel like he's the only person that can really keep fighting with his face in the media against what's happening to us. Um, and I like we can put a Ron DeSantis there. Yes, I totally vote for Ron DeSantis, but I think that would be a disservice, like you said, to all the governors because he's kind of leading that charge. Mm. Um, and I don't really see any other leader um, that is out there. You said Candace Owens, but she's kind of running her own thing and doing really, really well at that. Um, so to me, I just would want Trump to go just one more time and try. Yes, it's not fair. He's older. 
he he had a good life before he did what he you know did as president um and they've completely destroyed him in the media and he's still in lawsuits and you know tax returns and so on but i'd really love to see him run again because i truly feel like he is the face of the change of uh what's happening here in the united states um you know i live in commie california fully mask mandated Gavin Gavin Newsom came out and said that there's no way he could patrol it. So, um, you know, everybody's kind of walking around maskless. Nobody really knows. It's a total just confusion that's happening in the state right now. But um, Trump to me was never confusing. He walked across the North Korean border. He did so many things, um, you know, within every community that was here. And I, I would just feel like, if he if he doesn't run because of his age or because his life is so good, good for him. But if he wants to run, I feel like we should all stand behind him and support him because he did so many things and he really loves us as Americans to give up that comfort that he has. Um, but thank you so much for taking... Oh, one more thing. The lady who called, I think she was three callers before me in Oregon, Um, And was talking about how all these people are like border hopping and coming over there and and doing the crops. I completely agree with her. And I feel so bad for Oregon. I think half the state's trying to go to Idaho. And (laughs) I think that's a good option. But it's really hard for people that live in states like this just to pack up and leave and go. And um, so it's it's, um, you know, we, if we're stuck here, we got to stand and fight. Um, but thank you so much, ABL, for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Have a wonderful evening. All right. Same to you. Bye-bye. And she has a point about DeSantis. You wouldn't have DeSantis be there because he's like the, the governor leader. He's like the governor whisperer. So that makes a lot of sense. And, um, but I'm saying, I'm not sure that we have to, I'm not sure that it makes sense to expect Trump to run. Especially if, like, okay, you get somebody else in there. It really it really doesn't matter. Because who is Glenn Youngkin? Let's, let's go back to Virginia right quick. Who is Glenn Youngkin, really? Terry McAuliffe was already the governor. Terry McAuliffe was a lieutenant, pardon me. Terry McAuliffe was the governor before... Um, Ralph Northam and Ralph Northam was Terry McAuliffe's lieutenant governor. So there was like a line of succession already there. It's like, okay, since we can't go back to back in Virginia, as far as running gubernatorial elections, I'm going to be the governor, my lieutenant governor, he'll be the governor. Then I come back and be the governor again. I got name recognition. People know I am already in DC. I got plenty of money. I got a democratic party behind me. It's good. Here comes Glenn Youngkin. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't really matter necessarily who the person is. Just run them, in my opinion. And have Trump support them. I think it'd be a slam dunk. That's just my opinion, though. Six, seven, eight. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi. Hello. This is Tiffany. Um, oh, my goodness. I'm so glad I got Okay, ABL. Um, two things I want to talk about. Love your show. Um, this COVID thing is so interesting to me that with the HIV situation, 
they have all these drugs out here, and now they're championing this thing, uh, undetectable equals untransmittable. And they're forcing us to get vaccines. They're threatening people with their jobs and their livelihoods. But then over here, these pharmaceutical companies have all these drugs to keep you from getting HIV, to keep you from spreading HIV, and they're promoting this undetectable equals untransmittable thing. But they're forcing us to get vaccines and we don't even have a disease. And this is nothing against people with HIV because there are people with HIV who are saying, no, I'm going to disclose to my partner that I, you know, have this disease. And then there are people who say, oh, no, undetectable is untransmittable, so I don't have to tell anybody. So I just think it's interesting that they're championing this. And I think President Biden signed some type of executive order saying that it's not a crime to spread HIV knowingly to your partner um, if you're on if you're on these drugs. I don't know all the details, so don't quote me on that. But I think that's very interesting that on one end you have this virus that there are people who absolutely do not have it, and they can be forced from their job or denied employment. But then over here you're promoting this, and this is a real disease that people have, and they can go off their meds or choose not to take their meds and possibly spread a disease to their partners or partner or partners. So I think that's very interesting and sad. Then on the other side, our children with this uh, LGBTQ agenda. I was looking on the California Department of Education and New York Department of Education website. And on both of the sites, I saw verbiage that said that in order to protect the privacy of these children and their transgender status or identity, even if they come out at school, they do not have to tell the parents that the child has come out. I'm old school. Children do not have privacy. And I'm not talking about being some, you know, ignorant parent. Like, if your child is in a room dressing, you let them change in private. I'm talking about when you're living in my house, you don't have any privacy. You don't go up in your room and lock your door and say, don't come up in here. I don't want to be bothered. You No, you're, you're a child. You're a minor. So my thing is this. When I was coming up, my parents told me that if an adult told me to keep something secret and that it's private, that's pedophile language to me. Yes. That's correct. inappropriate. Why are you telling these kids that you're protecting their privacy and not telling their parents what's going on with them at school? Because the way I see it, is that if I was, I don't have children, but I have nieces and nephews. If I was a parent and you're keeping something like that for my kid, what are you telling my child and what has happened to my child that you're not letting me know about that's got them confused about their sexuality? So that's a pedophile agenda to me because you don't know what type of wacko teacher and pedophile is coming up in there trying to do something to your child and now your child is confused. Oh, or God forbid, like that little girl that got raped in the bathroom, some little nasty boy, nasty girl that's probably getting um, molested at home come to school because that demon ain't got on them and they come to school and mess with somebody's child. And now that child is confused about their sexuality. But you're going to protect their privacy and keep it from the parents so the parent doesn't have the opportunity to address the issue with their child and find out what's going on with their child. That's a problem for me. And I don't even have kids, but I got nieces and nephews. So that's a, and they're, they're like my kids to me. So that's a problem for me. So this, and this is what's interesting. There's some show, and I cannot think of the name of it. I was trying to find it because I don't, I don't do Disney anymore because Disney, I, I don't rock with them no more. But there was some show 
that I saw because my, my sister, she still let her kids watch, watch Disney or whatever. So they were watching some show and the little girl on the show, they was in the classroom and it was this teacher that came in front of the kids and he looked like he was from Woodstock or something. He was like into all this crazy stuff. And he came on there with his pants hanging off his behind, not like in a hip hop way, but like in a, you know, sometimes these men, they loose and stuff and just, just, it, it looked inappropriate. His pants was too low to almost where you can see the beginning of his private parts almost. And so the little girl was sitting there and I forget why she said it, but she said, you look like you don't have no underwear on. And so then he looked and he looked in his pants and was like, you're right. I don't. And I'm thinking this is on, this is a kid's show. Why is this man looking down his drawers talking about, I don't have no underwear on. I said, they're trying to introduce this foolishness into these schools and they're trying to desensitize us to it. Because if my child came home and told me that her teacher stood in front of the class and looked in his drawers and said, I don't have no underwear on, I'm going up to that school and I'm getting his butt. That's pedophile stuff. And they're trying to make it seem normal. They're trying to make it seem like it's nothing. Like, oh, oh, it's, it's nothing. It's not a big deal. These people are coming for these babies. And it's not right. It's the devil. And I, it's, it's just, it's just really, it's really, really making me upset. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's like the audacity. If you go on the website in New York, it says in parentheses, we, we are obligated as a school to protect your privacy and keep your uh, sexual identity from anybody. And then they put in parentheses, like your parents. Where are they doing that at? Where did you get to keep somebody? Your, that's their parents. Those kids don't have privacy. They're not paying bills. They're not paying a mortgage. I mean, ABL, like, I don't understand why these people vote. And then I'm going to say something else. I used to live in Atlanta, and I moved to Florida, thank God. Um, the guy that called earlier, he was talking about gentrification. Atlanta's already gentrified. You will see, and it's not even a race thing. It's a class thing. They are building townhomes. If they can find an empty driveway, they will build some townhomes in it. They are, you can find a 500-square-foot apartment for $2,000 a month in Atlanta. That's how ridiculous the rent has gotten. It's even like this in Florida. I saw a 762-square-foot apartment going for $2,000 a month. They are trying to make it with the haves and the haves not. It is not so much about race. They try to make everything about race, about race, about – no, it's about class. They are trying to eliminate the middle class. Atlanta, they're building all these new developments all over the city. They're going into the hood. They're going down to the south side. They're building all these developments. And pretty soon, if you don't make a certain level of income, you are not going to be able to find a place to live. And then the other side of it, this is how you know they're eliminating the middle class. They have all these communities that are rent-restricted communities, and then they have the 55 and older communities. So you can make, if you don't make like 20 to 35 grand a year and you make somewhere in the middle, you can't afford the expensive places, but then you can't even get in the rent restricted apartment. So you're just stuck in the middle. And yes, people are not waking up to it because it's not so evident right now, but they're also zoning in certain states to where they're getting rid of the single family zone single-family residence zoning, and even if you want to buy a house, I went to look at a house in Florida. Even the single-family residences are stacked on top of each other. You don't even have any privacy if you buy a house because you can reach out of your window and touch the house next to you. So it, uh, if you can keep your house, 
save your money because it's getting to the point where you need to make sure you have a uh, savings and you have money in the bank. And you need to make sure you make wise decisions in your life now because if you don't, you will be out here on the streets. Look at these people in California. It's, it's, people are homeless and they're doctors. They have, like, real jobs. They're not on drugs. They can't afford a place to live. I mean, it's getting to the point where eventually it can affect everybody. It's not just, oh, I'm on drugs and that's why I'm out on the street and I'm homeless. It's no rent. is like $2,500 a month for a shoebox. So we just we just need to pray for this country. Right on. That, and I'm that just going to let you go. That's it. <laughs> Excellent call. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, Abel. Bye. Fantastic call. What am I going to say? I, I'm probably, I probably would go ahead and end it right there, actually. Uh, I probably would go ahead and end it. Matter of fact, let me see if I got another call. I got one more call, but that was great. Okay, you got to follow, follow this call up. You got to be great. Let's, let's do one more here. Let's go 773 in the line. Who am I speaking to? Okay, 773 acting up. Let me try to get to another one. All right, let's go to three one two. You know, line. Who am I speaking to? Like on my neck. See, you know what? I was right to say. You know, it's I, I need to just go on my instincts, right? My instinct said end it right there, drop the mic, and just let it be done. You're there, eleven o'clock. That's 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 what my instinct said. It's about four minutes early, ABL, but you're good though. Go ahead and end it, and I didn't listen to myself, so. Yeah, that's my fault. But, hey, I'll end the calls right there. Thank you for being here. If you couldn't get on tonight, um, it's not my fault, blame the white man, but I'll be back again live on Wednesday. Maybe Saturday. I'm not really sure because next Saturday is Christmas Day, so early Merry Christmas. Hopefully you guys are enjoying your holidays. I may go live, maybe. We'll see. We shall see. I can make no promises. But that's all I got for tonight. I got super chats to read, and then I wrap the calls on up. Then I wrap the, the show on up, pardon me, and put the boat clean on top. Uh, thank you to the mods today for keeping the trolls in check, for keeping the, the cussing and the fussing and the carrying on in check in the comments. I couldn't do it without y'all. And thank you to everybody that's been watching, uh, reading, super chatting, uh, what I got, uh, 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 PayPaling, uh, whatever you're doing, thank you for doing that. I couldn't do it without y'all. There is no me without you, all right? So let's go ahead and get to the supers that I didn't read yet. Um, let me see. Uh, thank you to Michael who says, sorry, ABL, keep my wisecracks cleaner. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. You know, we got little babies watching. Thank you to Beth Marie Evans who says, this book is a must read. The Real Anthony Fauci by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Ah, good book. Sounds great. I, I need to. I need to read that. Thank you to Unifier TV. Shout out to you, boss, for the donation. Thank you to Jack McCarthy, who says, much respect, Mr. Logan. What is your take on the recent developments with CNN and their producers grooming children? It's crazy, man, and, and disgusting, really, because I saw some of the text messages, like just a, just a text, and I was disgusted, straight up. Like, that guy right there needed to get put up on the penitentiary, for real. Matter of fact, hey, if it, if it, if it comes to a firing squad, then I wouldn't shed a tear. You know, nothing, nothing was lost. Uh, thank you to your name here who says, God bless you, brother. God bless you as well. Thank you to Terranius who says, 
Been busy catching the live streams after the fact. Have a good Christmas, sir. Thank you for that. Appreciate you. Thank you to Randall Moore for your donation. Appreciate you, boss. Thank you to Greg Brown, who says, did I hear lady caller confirm Americans are lazy and won't work in the fields and those work on visas are mad at border controls? Crazy. Respect caller. I'm not sure if I heard that. I may, I may not have been paying attention enough to hear what she was saying, but I think she was saying that the people that are on the fields, Mexican, which they are. I mean, the people that are on the fields are the Mexicans, like 99%. That's, that's not that's not to say that Americans won't do the work, but the people that are out there are Mexican. That's just a fact. Migrants too. They they go work the fields and they go back or they stay. You know, that's that's a whole different story, and I digress. Thank you to Raymond who said, Shout out to this caller, all callers. A super chat for the callers in chat. Thank you to Joe Rider 84 who says, ABL, there are more conservatives in your family, or are you the only one? Um, I'm the only like vocal person that I know in my family that's conservative. There are some, there are others. And if you're watching, thank you for watching. There are others, but not as vocal as me. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, if I go to like Thanksgiving or something with my family, I'm not going to have anybody to talk to at the table about politics. But then again, I'm not going to be that with, with that guy to bring up politics at the table. Now, some guys don't care to say, look, man, who'd you vote for? First question. The, the the chicken, not chicken, the turkey is still in the oven. The macaroni and cheese has not been crusted on top yet. You like, yo, who you vote for? Instantly. I don't do that. I try to be respectful and nice at Thanksgiving and let everybody breathe. And thank you to um, Buffalo Boss. I know I butchered the name and it's not my fault, but thank you for your donation. Definitely appreciate you. But that'll be a wrap for me. You guys have been a great audience as always. And until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.